ramming your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Oh my God, what's going to happen? Announce table. It is the Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network at trendingtopicsnetwork.com. I am the greatest host of the show, the Deviant One Captain Awesome. And I'm a close second. Uh, yeah. You, <laughs> close is... Uh, close you second. Know, close to close, maybe. Hey, so I got a silver. Close to close. <laughs> right. All right? Just let's put things in their proper order. So this is take two. We had a little technical difficulties. We got about 30 minutes into the show, and the entire system collapsed. Like it does. So we're going to try For this again. For those of you not in radio... I'll give you a little fun fact about radio, because <laughs> I've been in this business for about eh, six years. Uh, the equipment is never good. Right. And there's never any updates or new software. Yeah, no. You're not going to get an update or a new software until the other one is absolutely 100% unusable. Yeah. You've, you've exhausted all, you know, this part doesn't work and we worked around it with this. Mm-hmm. You've exhausted all of that. Yep. There's finally a system flaw that you can't I will overcome. tell you this, though. Our equipment and software is amazing in 1998. Yes. <laughs> I still think it might be even amazing than a lot of podcasts that you're going to come across uh, out there. Mm-hmm. So we've got that leg up. Ha! So one yeah. up plus one for us. They're jerks. still yeah. they're still in the early nineties. Yeah, haha. We late nineties. <laughs> late nineties. Yeah. Score so, one for us. So big show today. Take two here again. So if it sounds like we're going through the motions a little bit in these first segment, eh, give us a break. We're yeah. doing this for the second Hey, time. we're giving you information you need to know. But we're gonna cut down, as always, we're gonna go down through Raw. We're gonna cover SmackDown, we're gonna cover Impact. We've also got our Night of Champions pay-per-view pick em. Trying to get my redemption on. Yeah, that ain't going to Catch happen. up to you. It's going to happen. No. Yeah. You know, it's not. Yeah. Here's here's your only shot. Because mm. it's Night of Champions and it's not a, a mainstay pay-per-view. Right. You don't really, you really can't see exactly what they're going to do. Right. So I'm not too confident in these picks as yeah. I was the SummerSlam ones, but I still think I got And you. I'm not saying I'm going to take over the lead, but yeah. I can chip yeah. away, man. Yeah, okay. Keep sawing wood. I'm a big K-State fan. Bill Snyder style. Right. Keep sawing wood. Get a little bit better each day until I'm better than you. Eh. How about this? We'll have you be the greatest host, and I will just pick them right. <laughs> well, we're going to do what we always do, and we're going to start with the news. Puppy Mill... The Wrestling Observer reports that the recent tryout camp held at the WWE Performance Center last weekend was said to be a success. Over 30 performers and WWE officials were impressed with the attitudes and work ethic of pretty much everyone. Of those 30 attendees, most were independent wrestlers, and there were several invite-only people from outside the business. It is reported already that ROH stars Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards were said to be the standouts of the group, and they both have a good chance of signing, although we wouldn't see them for months, but... 
Uh, they had Bill DeMott, Jim Ross, William Regal, Terry Taylor, Norman Smiley, and Joey Mercury evaluating time. Yeah, and you know, I, I think it's good. You know, the <laughs> toughest thing I've always thought in sports and in real life is to be good or be great when people expect it. Yeah. You know, it's like you can't surprise people. You can't you can't go, oh, you didn't know who I was? Check this out. Yeah. No, we know who you are. Now do it. You've had this role for a while. The up and coming, the, the guy who just hasn't made it over the hump. Right, home. yeah. Well, here's your chance. Yeah. Do it or you're relegated to this other life. Yeah. And so it, it, it's good for them to, to actually perform and do well because I know they're probably putting a lot of pressure on themselves leading up to this tryout. Yeah. Uh, so good for them. You know, it, it's really difficult to uh, to to make an impression in WWE because every single person is doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Every yeah. single wrestler is trying to get the eyes of WWE on them. So for you to actually go there and say, I am one of the guys you're looking at and I am this good, it's it's definitely a credit to them. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what can come out of this mm-hmm. uh, performance center. I build it as, I said, uh, you know, they created NXT. They created their own farm system, mm-hmm. right? We, we, we could mine the independent scene or we can just figure out hear about who's the best and put them in our own right and then now they've even created the mill like the training center as you will that people would normally go to coaches or training centers to go for that well they're just gonna they've got this it's their it's another buffer in the line where they can start eliminating people that don't got the goods that, right gonna but be you, efficient for them but do you think like it will kill the independent scene because my my worry is is a guy like CM Punk he goes to WWE and says hey guys I want to be a wrestler they're going to make him some crazy vampiro like wrestler yeah where he would not have got that chance in ROH when it started out you know in all these independent leagues to create CM Punk you know what yeah. I mean so that's my only worry is maybe it won't let the innovators and the the forward thinkers in the in the wrestling business to flourish and to actually come right. up with their own thing. It's hey, you're six five and you got tattoos. You're obviously CM Punk, so yeah. not be CM Punk. No man, I'm this. You know, I'm not like him. I think where they'll get over is clearly not for everyone. Mm-hmm. What'll happen is they'll take the Davy Richards, Eddie Edwards thing. These, that innovative thinking that doesn't die. You know what I mean? So if mm-hmm. they've got the strong will like a CM Punk, they're going to be noticed eventually. Anyway, they'll check in at that performance center. They'll knock them dead, and they'll say, oh, okay, you're either going main roster, maybe I spend a little time in XT. So I think it's it'll be there. Everybody's going to have to kind of go through that thing as a buffer as the initial mm-hmm. test before we waste our time on you in NXT even. Right. Or oh, maybe you show us something you're so good that we don't really need to put you through NXT. Like, yeah. I think it's that initial, it's the check. It's kind of like military has MEPS, the military entrancing processing station. I forget what they call it, but you come in, we're going to check you out right away first. We're going to see if this is... Where we go from here, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, so I think that's the way it goes. But I, not for everyone, but it's going to make WWE's process a lot more efficient. Yeah, for them it's going to be great. It's just I wonder where they're going to go as far as the pro wrestlers. Do they say, you know what, I'm immediately going to go there, or I'm going to start in my hometown in Cleveland, Kansas right, City, yeah, yeah. and see what I can do there. So the land of Cleve, man, can't go wrong there. <laughs> right. The Clotted One. Uh, the Wrestling Observer reports that the blood clots and Ric Flair's legs have returned, although he's saying it's not as bad as when he had them before. His reps have told people that, he, that he's booked with that he has to cancel appearances that require him to fly as the condition prevents him from traveling long distances. You know, the, the lifestyle of jet flying, wheeling, dealing, kiss yeah. stealing, that needs to go away. Can't be jet flying now, can right. you? Well, because, you know, when you meet Ric Flair, or if you ever have got the opportunity to meet Ric Flair, you want him to be that. Yeah. You don't want him to see, you know, you don't want to see him in the hotel lobby drinking a coffee, 
reading the newspaper. Yeah. You wanted him to see with three women. Eating his continental breakfast. Right, yeah. You, you want to see him with three women and a drink in his hand and doing the woos and all that. Unfortunately for him, he also wants that lifestyle, and it's detrimental. I don't think it's ever going away. Uh, Ric Flair was right. He's either going to die under a beautiful woman or in the middle of the ring. Yeah. And, and that's just how it's yeah. going to be. He's made that mind up. You know, and he ago. can still be in the wrestling business. The only thing is, you know, be a manager. Yeah. Managers step are back. great. Take a step back. You know, he could easily have the storyline of a Paul Heyman CM Punk where you take someone he has history with, a la Triple H. Yeah. And these two guys are feuding, but it's. Triple H, Ric Flair, and their wrestlers, or even Triple H, because he's still in good shape, Triple H wrestles Ric Flair's guy. about this one that I'd just thought of? I didn't mention this in our first go-round on this, but what about Ric Flair mentoring, leading a Damian Sandow? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? And then the fallout between those two? Right, yeah. But don't have Flair wrestle. Right, no. You know, one of the great storylines that I can remember is uh, Mr. Perfect was Triple H's manager. Right. Early on in the Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yes. And they were great, and they were amazing together. But the way they got rid of that is Triple H attacked Mr. Perfect backstage, threw him through, I think it was a door or into Uh a a trash can or something like that, and that was the end of Mr. Perfect. Then he just went backstage, and now Triple H becomes Triple H. That's what you do. I think with Ric Flair, he'd go, okay, and the, and the payoff is me and you at SummerSlam. And I'm going to blade right, like yeah. crazy. And no, it's no, 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 no. Flair, no. So he could still have that wrestling spotlight. Just be a manager. Be, you know, the 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 mouthpiece for a wrestler who maybe doesn't have that capability yet. You know, Curtis Axel, mm-hmm. he's not there, but he's relevant because Paul Heyman. Now we're going to see Ric Flair die in some hotel room, a shell Don't of his former self. Don't say that. Man. Total ratings. The last Sunday's edition of WWE Total Divas did one and a half, even more than that, viewers. Uh, million. They, yeah, one and a half million, right? Yeah. One and a half viewers. <laughs> yeah, like... This is me and the dog. <laughs> <laughs> million mm-hmm. viewers, basically. Uh, they've been steadily kind of going up. They dropped a little bit in week four and five, but they were up against SummerSlam and the VMAs. Yeah. Here's the thing that I've, I, I've always thought about with this show because it airs on Sunday night. Why wouldn't they do a special Total Divas on Wednesday night when they know WrestleMania Sunday? Yeah, you, you know. Well, they come up to um, right now. They're they're having the mid season finale. Yeah, mid season finale. That don't make any damn sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I never knew of that. But I mean, yeah, I mean they're gonna take it. They're gonna be off for a few weeks. Right, come back up when fall it, shows. It's again. a it's a good show though. You know, I watch it. I don't watch it live. I uh, I do the fight show live Sunday nights at yeah. eight o'clock when that airs. I know. Uh, yeah, you're the producer. Yeah, I know. I'm, uh, I'm sitting here. <laughs> but it, it's a really good show because it's a great blend for wrestling fans, nerds like me. Yeah. And then, you know, the girls, because the girls get the, oh, uh, I'm preparing for a wedding and it's so stressful. Do I still love them? Blah, blah. blah. And we get, <laughs> we get the, you know, backstage. All that girl stuff. Yeah, the, I don't, yeah, don't want to see that. But we get the, the cool backstage stuff. Check out John Cena's house. Whoa, look at his cool cars. Whoa, look at his indoor pool. That's amazing. Hey, look at look, John Cena about to get some from Nikki Bella. Right, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then you get to see the, like, my favorite moment from the season, really, honestly, is from this past uh, episode when the Funkadactyls and JoJo are trying to rehearse and they're not, like, they're put and up they against suck. the clock. Yeah. 
and Vince McMahon walks by. Yeah. That's so cool. That's the stuff I want to see. I took from that how much Vince McMahon still has his finger on the pulse because he knew that them kicking off main event, he knew that they were going to be singing it up and dancing it. Right. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, he still knows, yeah. even as he's flying town to town, got a rundown of what's going to happen on, on every everything. show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure he knew which one was which, you know? That's why, right. But, <laughs> but he knew what was going but on. But see, this is why he is a... You know, I think he's worth five hundred. We say billionaire, but I think he's worth like half a billion. Mm-hmm. But that's why he's worth half a billion. Yeah, we're working in radio, right? Exactly. <laughs> so I like the show for the elements that I don't get to see on regular WWE programming, the backstage stuff. But I understand why the women like it, and even men. Maybe men like the the love storylines. I don't. But you know, they get that. But you also get that great blend of wrestling uh, stuff that I that I like to see. You're crying like the big show after every episode. <laughs> hey, man, Vincent got dumped on this last one. Yeah. <laughs> Henry in the clear. WWE sources have indicated that Mark Henry's injury that he suffered at a WWE Super Show event in Boston, he has been cleared from it following MRI results from this past Monday before Raw. Here's the one thing, though, that works against him. Where a CM Punk, if he gets hurt, he can cut promos for four weeks and be not fine. be in... Sit at the booth. Yeah, sit yeah. at the booth or, or just go in ring and cut great promos and stay relevant where Mark Henry doesn't have that mic skill, so he has to wrestle. Unfortunately, though, he's such a huge, massive man. You know, yeah. his body is taking a toll from wrestling since it's 1998. It's giving out. Yeah, it's giving out. So... You know, I've always thought when you you're a big guy like that, and once your body yeah. starts to deteriorate, go backstage. Yeah. Like here's the thing: he injured it running down the ramp yeah. for a run in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I right? mean, yeah. You can't run, yeah. but you're not going to run the ropes, <laughs> right? Yeah. And yeah. I know your your move set is power moves, but you still got to be able to bounce off some ropes and take mm. some bumps, or even lift the guys. You yeah. Know? If you're getting injured from a run, you can't take many bumps. Right. It's time to be done. So, yeah. It's time to to go back backstage work with them you know like like we just said that farm system i'm gonna bet it needs people yeah you know mark e- henry would be great yeah either take mark henry there or move someone who's backstage right now and move them down there and then mark henry takes that spot backstage Think about maybe the things mark henry's finally figured out mm-hmm. maybe he can help somebody from making that mistake of don't take 15 years to figure this out right here's what i learned yeah if he could take a guy like titus o'neill yes and just say hey this is what you should be doing because this is what i learned Man, the sky's the limit for both guys. Yeah. You know? Maybe they could work together. Yep. Financial Styles, the Wrestling Observer, has reported some details about the TNA AJ Styles contract situation. Okay. All right. Styles has signed an extension, which will keep him through TNA through, quote, late 2013. So, end of the year. Mm hmm. Oh, excuse me. Styles' last contract with the company, a five year contract, which is due to expire this month before the extension, included a clause that stated he would get a raise each year, which is kind of standard in a lot of yeah, corporate every, contracts. Everywhere I've ever worked, yeah, that's usually. Now, when, it's, when it came time to negotiate a new long-term deal, TNA, with its current you know budgeting situation, was not willing to offer Styles an annual raise moving forward. Instead, wanted him to take a new deal that locked him into one salary for the length of the entire deal. Now, uh, the financial terms of the extension are unknown. But uh, could we see AJ Styles still having this issue? Could be a free agent early 2014? Well, one thing that stands out to me is it's a short-term deal. You know, that means he's still hesitant to stay with TNA. Yeah. You know, if he's still like, okay, WWE doesn't want me, here's my home, five years. Yeah. Right? But he's right. only doing a year, really. He's, I'll help you out. Yeah. 
so, storyline. Right. So that Let makes you me think about it. Right. That makes me think, man, he's still not sold on staying with TNA. And then TNA not trying to give him a raise makes me upset because he's the backbone of that company. Yeah. Him, Joe, and Daniels yeah. are guys that carry that company and still carry that company today. So, you know, every corporate business I've ever worked for, a standard raise, you know, your yearly yearly evaluation, and then you get a raise based off that. Yeah, that seems well, like with, a pretty fairly standard contract negotiation. Right. Yeah. And for that not to be in there, I'm, it makes me raise my eyebrows about TNA. Maybe they're just trying to hardball them and say, hey, you have no other options, so this is what we're going to do because we know you have to take it, and there isn't a, 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 another option for yeah, you. Yeah, the idea is that you're planning for growth, so they need to benefit from that growth, but now are you not planning for growth? Right. Yeah, and, you know... Where where are they gonna spend the money? What give a contract bump to Eric Young or yeah. or Joseph Parks? You know, I mean, I don't know. like give it to AJ and give AJ the ball. That's you know when I paid attention to TNA was when he became champion over Jeff uh, Jarrett and was starting to have great matches with Joe and Abyss and right. Daniels. You can do that again with new talent. AJ Styles is the champ. You know, one guy I always think of is Rob Van Dam. Yeah. If you don't have Rob Van Dam, you don't have Jerry Lynn. Right. Rob Van Dam made Jerry Lynn. And AJ Styles in ring is good enough to make another guy. Yeah. So pair him up with another the, future the star closest, and do the five-star matches. The closest you could say that he's done that to anybody is Christopher Daniels. Yeah. And that's not really proved fruitful. And the guy's old. I mean, yeah, you older, know, 40, 43. so they're not going to give him that, yeah. that push. Yeah. So find a young guy that you're really high on and say... Hey, AJ, we're going to p- pair you up with this guy. You know, Chris Saban, who's been with the company forever, kind of doesn't fit that mold, but he kind of does in the sense that now he's finally main event ready, I guess. This seems pretty moldy to me. Right. So give him AJ Styles, <laughs> make them do five-star matches, and now you really have a star, and then you still have AJ Styles. Um, well, time will tell here. Yeah. We'll see what happens in early 2014. Angle Freed, the Wrestling Observer reports Kurt Angle released from rehab earlier this week after his fourth DWI arrest when he checked in to rehab back in August. So uh, no word on if, when he's returning to TNA television? Yeah, the first thing I thought of when you read that story uh, storyline, or excuse me, headline, is uh, it's not long enough. Yeah, I've no. had uh, I've had friends and family deal with alcoholism, which it obviously is something he struggles with, Kurt Angle that is. Routinely, and, yeah. repetitively. And, you know, for someone who struggles with it, 30 days, I think that's kind of the ballpark where he's been in uh, rehab. It's not long enough. Yeah, and where it seems I to be think, 90 days yeah, more. Three to five months, I've always said, yeah. for someone who really struggles with it. And it has to be intensive. Where I think what happened was is Kurt Angle is known to be a great charmer. You yeah. know, he can win over wrestlers, divas, superstars, fans. Wrestlers' wives. Yeah. You know, uh. fans, <laughs> all of them. What I'm betting he did is, hey, guys, I'm Kurt Angle. You know how many people want me to sign autographs? You know how many people want me to take a picture? I just wanted to drink, and then I wanted to get out of there. I was drunk. I didn't mean to, but what am I going to do? Call a cab. I'm Kurt Angle. I'm Kurt freaking Angle. Right. Man. So, guys, I don't have an issue. Just I want a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Yeah. yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, he, he really needs the, the time to to get healthy because where I think both of us agree, get time, get healthy, let that stupid TNA contract 
expire, go to WWE, do one great WrestleMania match, get on a Legends contract, go across the country, sign in autographs, go to some real wrestling, teach there, and then live yeah. your life. And yeah, live a normal, yeah. healthy life. Well, Kurt Angle, uh, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle orientated wrestling for the rings. ESPN.com reported out of Buenos Aires, Argentina, that wrestling has been reinstated for the 2020 Olympics seven months after losing its spot. Uh, it beat out two other sports in a two other sports in a vote by the International Olympic Committee. Uh, wrestling received the winning 49 votes, while a combined baseball softball game bid got 24, and squash got 22. Well, good for wrestling, because if they got beat out by those sports, now, that would suck. It did beat those other sports combined, mm-hmm. but you're going up against soft baseball and squash. Yeah. You're not going up against stiff competition. Uh, Unfortunately, my first thought, uh, again, when you read that headline was, Kurt Angle probably is getting a drink for that one. Yeah. You know? Going to go out to the bar and right, celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so hopefully he doesn't go back into his old... Yeah. Wrestling's back. Yay. I don't give a shit. Hey, <laughs> shots. <laughs> right. <laughs> so oh, hopefully man. he doesn't do that. But good for wrestling. You know, uh, wrestling, as far as I know, is still as strong as ever. You know, you go across this country, there's club wrestling for, you know, kids. And then you yeah. go to middle school. Then you go to high school. And then you have college. College has big and big huge, 12, huge, big, big 10. Big 12, big 10, yeah. yeah, yeah. Big, so, big time wrestling. Iowa, Iowa State, yeah, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah all of it. Nebraska, Missouri. Yeah. Even, yes. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh Good for the sport to stay in. It's one of the backbones of the of the Olympics. The initial Olympic sport. Right, like, yeah, they're that's doing what it the naked. Olympics was, was centered around. Yeah, they're doing wrestling it, competitions. They were doing it naked in Greece. Naked in Greece. Not in naked in Greece, but Greece the country. Yeah, the country. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally different tone when you got some greased up dudes. Well, you know, they yeah. probably did it. <laughs> we're talking know? about Greece, not greased up dudes. Yeah, like pro wrestling. <laughs> Ole, 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 WWE NXT star Sami Zayn wrestled at another WWE live event on Sunday night from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Zayn teamed with Bo Dallas, uh, the greatest tag team of all time, to defeat the real Americans, Swagger and Cesaro. And like the night before, Zayn received loud ole chants from the crowd, a sign that the WWE Universe is well aware of his previous work as El Generico, no matter how much the WWE machine may try to hide that. Well, and good thing for the WWE machine to realize that Sami Zayn and Antonio Cesaro had great matches in NXT. Hey, put them on the main roster. We're still going to put them with them. Now we have Swagger and Retard Dallas over there. Bo uh, Dallas. And whatever. I'm not going to say his real name because he's not worth it. You know why I don't know his name? Because uh-huh. it's not it's not important enough to remember. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's a rotunda. It's right. a rotunda. Yeah. Uh, but good for him to, to get paired up with Cesaro. The thing I think... It doesn't it, matter what your name exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. The thing with Sami Zayn, kind of where you're alluding to, is like, will then he start to get the El Generico chance? I don't think he... I think initially he probably will, kind of like with Bray Wyatt got him. Albert. Got, yeah, well, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think they'll bring it up if he becomes a main event guy. Hey, yeah. you're a Daniel Bryan. You're an independent wrestler. Hey, CM Punk, you're you're one of those guys. Where, Worked the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then go back to your flea markets and basketball gyms to work your $50 shows, yeah, you know? Scrawny little punk. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Last one is for us, us Kansas City boys. Sweet Chiefs music. 
this Sunday at the Kansas City Chiefs home opener in Arrowhead Stadium. Shawn Michaels and his Macmillan River Adventures partner Keith Mark will be throwing out the first pass. You know what? I met those guys. I yeah. met them uh, at a hunting and safety course uh, convention. I'm not a hunter. I, was say, I li- hunter are you? No, yeah. I literally went, went just because Sean Michaels. Like everyone there has like you know their deer rifles or like all these <laughs> stuffed heads of you know bears and I'm here crap to see like the that. Macmillan River yeah, Adventure. Yeah. Ball I'm like, ass. no, I'm here for Sean Michaels. And there was a couple other wrestling fans. Uh, Met him. Great guy. He comes to Kansas City a lot. I think he has like he has history a, here. I, well, as far as wrestling, but I yeah. think he has some land or something yeah, because yeah. he's always here for hunting. So well, something. you mentioned it when we tried to record this earlier. Uh, is where he met Marty Jannetty. Started working. Yeah, with him. this is where he started with Marty Jannetty. He met Scott Hall here, which was important to his career because they were the Rockers. Right. Who know? I mean, like Shawn Michaels. You're going to say the cream is going to rise to the top, but his climb might have been much different. Oh, come across yeah, yeah. Entirely different Shawn Michaels. Yeah, definitely, but. You know, he comes to Kansas City a lot. It'll be good to see him Sunday in the home opener for the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs going to win that one, too. Yeah, against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, No, I think they got him. I think you can do it. Yeah, speaking of little sports, Romo's got some cracked ribs. Des Bryant's got a hurt hamstring. We're Jamal still, Charles. Jamal Charles. We're questionable, still, though. Eh, no, he ain't questionable. You don't think? JC's going to be He was ready to come back in, and they, yeah, they, they, were, they wouldn't let him, and he was right. angry. Yeah, because it, it was a week one game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you're killing them. Right. And a uh, quick note about that game, just for the football fans that are listening, 28-2 to two was the first time in NFL history that was a final score. Yeah, there, nobody had ever scored exactly two. Yeah, 28-2. to two. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> uh, glad we could help you out, Jacksonville. <laughs> Make you famous for that. Well, that's the news, man. I like it. And we got through it. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. You didn't realize I'm the 37th member of the NWO, did you? <laughs> are you Now are you did the, you? Are you the red and black or are you the black and white? No, this is this is NWO Hollywood, baby. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah? Well, remember then they formed back together. Yeah. So were, are you part of that were, NWO? They were black and white. Yeah, yeah. Are you part of that NWO? Hey, I'm a part of it. The the NWO awesome okay. making a new NWO. I like it. colors. Why not green? Yeah, I don't care. Like money green. Yeah, like money. Yeah. Speaking of money, the Spanish announce table is going to take a little break. We're going to uh, run a commercial. We're going to gather our thoughts. We're going to come back and we're going to talk what happened uh, last night on Monday Night Raw on the Trending Topics Network. TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Mixed Martial Arts has found a home in Kansas City. Fight Show Live with Ozone and Tina. Tune in every Sunday night at 8 as they cover the cage with news, commentary, calls, and big-name interviews. Oh, my God! Heel to the jaw. How good was that? Experts in the business of beatdown. He paused with the left and bang! Right on the jaw! Fight Show Live with Ozone and Tina. Sunday nights at 8 on Sports Radio 102.5 The Fan. Can you dig that? The one Sucker! Of, one of the top five best entrance musics in wrestling history. Yeah, you're a big fan opinion. of this one. Man. I love it. I'm yeah. a big fan of this tag team. I always want them to come back. I like this too, though. I like this song. It's uh-huh. always like, That's why I want them to come back. Yes, yes. Just grab two black guys. Hey, <laughs> you know what? Uh, primetime players, rename yourself. You're now the new Harlem Heat. Booker T is your manager. Here you go. 
Perfect. Look at that. I just redid. Look, at that. I just made tag team wrestling relevant again. You're fired. You're welcome. <laughs> You're fired. Well, <laughs> Monday Night Raw, not Monday Night Raw, whatever you want to call it. It's Raw. emanating, emanating from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and we start off with Edge as advertised. Boom! Show opens. You think you know me? Mm-hmm. Edge comes out to a. I mean, crowd. They like, love him. Love him. I mean, it's Canada. What you do? But I mean, he's and he's jacked. Doing his old entrance. I mean, he's loving it. Mm-hmm. Looking around, it looks kind of looks different lately. I don't know. He just well in his DVD, he does a lot of. He shows they show him doing a lot of mountain climbing, uh, hiking, uh, kayaking, stuff like that. So you know, his body's probably transforming yeah. from jacked up wrestler to like mountain man. Yeah. You know, thin, yeah, trim, yeah, lean, exactly. So got the short hair going on, mm-hmm. just different. Which things. I like. You know, these new wrestlers get it. They're not always doing the. Uh, Hey, you know what? I had long hair, so I'm going to stay long hair, even though I'm losing it. Ha, ha, ha. Look at this. Yeah. You know, they're like, no, uh, I, I look better with short hair. It's 2013. Let wow. me cut this off. So we're going to have the cutting edge. And uh, it says he's not going to have out Randy Orton. Kind of cuts down on him saying that he's now a hand-picked puppet. But he says uh, he's going to have a guest on that's good for business, and that's Daniel Bryan, who comes out. Huge pop. Crowd chanting yes, of course. They show a recap of Big Show having to knock him out. Um, crowd's chanting Daniel Bryan for a while. Of course. The first, the first we get of this crowd. The crowd plays into the show much later, but not even much later, just throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Um, Edge kind of likens them to each other. Says we've we wanted this. We didn't come here from something else. This is what we wanted. We worked this since we were kids. You know what I mean? And uh, but he says he doesn't know if he's going to be able to beat Orton, but he does deserve a fair shot at it. Right now, um, Daniel Bryan turns his attention to Triple H, and you know. He has been hurt. Uh, Orton's been attacking him from behind. Says no matter how many attacks, triple power bombs, punches from giants, he will beat Orton and regain the title. Crowd, you know, goes crazy. But Edge says is why he likes him. You know, yada yada. And he wants to know: Can you beat Randy Orton? Yes. Yes. Can you shove it in the man's face and become the face of the WWE? Yes. Yes. Starts another question, but before we can finish, we get Randy Orton music. Randy Orton comes out. Talk some crap. He says it's a shame that Edge's body's failed him at such a young age. Starting to take some digs at, at Edge. This is when the promo, or not the promo, but this is when the opening segment gets good because then they blur the lines between promo and shoot. Yeah. Because then Triple H comes out. Right. And then, you know, hey, one of the best lines I thought was when uh, Triple H says, uh, you know, I know this is Canada and this is your place, but you never drew a dime. Yeah, yeah. I hate to tell Damn. you, you never drew a dime, buddy. I, I like when he was saying uh, because he said uh, Edge pointed out that Triple H had said uh, Chris Jericho was going to be worth nothing, right? And that, uh, this Vanilla Ice wannabe John Cena was going to be worth nothing. Yeah. He says now you're doing that with Daniel Bryan. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and you said that about me. And uh, Triple H says, you know, uh, he says, you know, I've I've been wrong a bunch of times. But I've been right sometimes. You know, he goes, all anybody has to do is prove me wrong. He goes, but I was right on one guy that flat out didn't make it, wasn't any good, and that's you, Edge. He's like, let's face it, that rated R, superstar mm-hmm. was a failed experiment. As we say, you never yeah. drew a dime, right? I mean, just getting into it. And uh, he basically says that uh, now he's going to give Brian that chance to prove him wrong tonight when he goes one-on-one with the U.S. champion Dean Ambrose. And since Ambrose will have the shield in his corner, obviously, he'll allow Brian to have someone in his corner. And everybody starts chanting, Edge, Edge, Edge. He says, no, no, no. Don't get ahead of yourselves because we all know Edge's ability to fight like a man is long past. <laughs> Great line. He just says, instead, he's going to give Brian the largest athlete in the world, the Big Show, in his corner. I'm so t- Stop it. Right? This, this is the only thing about this storyline that sucks. It's... To me, it feels like 
Big Show will be wrestling Randy Orton right, yeah. at Night of Champions. Well, the crowd. Well, he says contrary to popular belief, I'm not a dictator, and the crowd starts saying asshole, asshole, and they let that go for a while. Triple H is good at that, you know, knows mm-hmm. when to pause, let the mm-hmm. crowd go. Edge says, uh, you know. Hey, I didn't have to marry into my success. I earned this Hall of Fame ring, which he's wearing. He says, and by the way, you know, Hunter, you're not a dictator. You're just a dick. You know, yeah. and he interrupts. He's like, hey, 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 mm-hmm. hey. He says, you know, it's easy to cross a line when you're, uh, I forget what he called, like tire snag of a neck or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, chips. He says, and, and, and you're hurt so bad that no one can come down there and touch you. But if I can't hurt you, I can hurt the ones you love. And the shield drags out a beat up Christian just. Leaves them on the stage, helpless, you know. And Edge mm-hmm. runs up there, and they all leave. And the crowd, as we go off the air, is chanting, one more match. No, more match. I don't want – I mean, hey, I'd like to see Edge. He's going to be on SmackDown Friday night. I'd like to see Edge as much as yeah. possible. But I want to see these guys get hurt, so no. Yeah. Don't do no Because we don't match. see any uh, – I mean, we see Edge again later a little bit. Mm-hmm. But So I think they're going to carry this over to SmackDown because, yeah, he doesn't really exact – extract much revenge right. for Christian or anything like that. So, But we move into this backstage segment. We get Triple H and Steph. They're not on the phone. They're talking to each other. Good uh, for them. Edge storms in, but the shield jump in the way and create you know a shield in front of Triple H. And Triple H just leaning his head out in between them, talking to him, and, mm-hmm. and he tells him, uh, Edge says he wishes the doctors would clear him so he could go after Triple H. And Triple H says, look, we both know that'll never happen, so you need to remove the bass from your voice. You know, he's like, and how dare you come in here into my show, into my arena? He's like, in my town, yeah, in 2013, Toronto is my town, so how dare you come into my town and act like you're going to, you know what I mean? Everything mm-hmm. he tells him, I tell you what, get out of my town, get out of my building, and if you don't go willingly, I can have you escorted out as he pats the shield on the back, and Edge simply shakes his head and walks off. But it's making Triple H look... Yeah, it, you know, he's doing really great with these backstage promos uh, or segments. You know, I, I the one I really like is the one with Paul Heyman where it shows, like, I'm even more of a heel than you are. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so he's, he's doing – yeah, Establishing he, the pecking order. Right. Top. Yeah, he's doing great with picking on, you know, the Cody Rhodes, the Edges, and then he's also doing great picking on the Paul Heymans, you know. Yeah. It would be great to see him the, – the one guy I want to see him interact with with this whole storyline is CM Punk. CM Punk, well, that, that's coming. But that's, they've kind of had that a little bit before. Right, yeah. So I want to see where that goes yeah. again. But yeah. this time, at, this time Triple H is full heel. You know, when they did that in yeah. the past, yes. it was, was still, the still a pseudo good guy. Tweener. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is, he's full heel and Punk is full baby face, so it'd be good to see. But he's doing great as, as, a, yeah. as the top heel he's, right now. He's, he's putting it down. Mm-hmm. Putting it down. Well, we get our first match, Kofi Kingston versus Curtis Axel. And uh, good match. I mean, obviously back and forth. Uh Couple near falls. Axel, uh, you know, does his standard style. He's methodically working on him. Um, he starts, gets him in the Kofi in the corner, starts putting the knees to him, and the ref's calling him, telling him can't do this. You know, gives him a five count. He doesn't stop, and the ref DQs him. And Paul Heyman has to go in there and literally pull Axel off of just beating down Kofi with these knees to the midsection. Yeah, and we'll get into why he was so upset with Kofi on on SmackDown. They they. they give us the reason why on Raw right, he, right, he yeah. attacks him so hard. But it's good to show that Curtis Axel, it might get a little crazy yeah, too. You know, uh-huh. hey, Punk, you're, you're coming out here with kendo sticks, yeah. hitting everyone. And he didn't cheat here. He just started overpowering Kofi and just started going crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know oh, I mean? you think you're crazy? I can get crazy too. So it Cheating showed him. And so, and not the five count, but he wasn't, you know, he didn't right. swerve him anyway. Yeah, and started. it shows that he can be vicious, not, not to just be a pushover baby heel yeah. basically well the the real story comes in after this Paul Heyman is 
is wigging out. He's freaking out, saying he's stressing. This can't happen at Night of Champions. You cannot lose. You cannot get disqualified. Exactly. Think everything that we are, everything that we've worked for, everything we've done is over. Mm-hmm. I'm done. You know what I mean? And Curtis says it won't happen on Sunday. And he goes over to start beating Kofi up some more. But Kofi's up, kicks Axel in the face. Paul and Heyman, or Paul Heyman and uh, Curtis Axel leave with Kofi's music playing over the arena. And uh, Heyman looks severely disappointed. In his yeah. Client. Because it's good. It's showing that the heels are vulnerable. You know, this baby face that's been trying to get such revenge on Paul Heyman going back to Money in the Bank, you know, he's trying to finally get a hold of him, and now you're starting to see the, the chink in the armors, you know? And so you're starting to see Paul Heyman and Curtis Axel not be that, you know... Well-oiled machine that right, they were. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it, it's good. I like it. I like what they're doing. They're, they're adding more layers and layers to the storyline. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's always good. It's coming across well. Well, then, on our way out to commercial, the commentators discuss how Goldust is going to face Randy Orton tonight. If Goldust wins, Cody gets his job back. So they show us a vignette of Goldust, kind of introduce him to anybody maybe not completely familiar with it, but... That's how we go to commercial break. And we come back, and we get Paul Heyman in the back, laying on the ground in the hallway. Axel trying to help him up with a ref, laying in a puddle of water that he's slipped in. They help him back to the trainer, and they call for a doctor, and Heyman says, I don't want your doctor, I'm my own doctor. And they ice down his knees, and Axel keeps asking, who, who put the water in the hallway? You see who did that? Who put the water in the hallway, right? Yeah. So you're beginning to be suspicious of how this actually happened. Mm-hmm. And then we get another uh, vignette reviewing the treatment of Big Show by Helmsley and McMahon recently. And then we get Big Show sitting in the locker room, not on the phone, thinking to himself, mm-hmm. the phone in his head, <laughs> and Booker T comes back. What is with Booker T? Well, I'm going to get into this here. So Show is sitting in the locker room thinking to himself, and Booker T walks in, wearing a suit again. Good yeah. for him. Um, this was my question at the time. I wrote this down. I said, what the hell is the storyline justification for Booker T hanging around? Didn't they get rid of him when they put Vicky in charge of SmackDown? Was he just hanging out? He doesn't technically have a job, right? He's just a legend. Got a Legends contract. Just hanging out, though? Legends contract just goes backstage. So you just come up to Canada to just hang out? Yeah, why not? Okay, so Booker T says he knows last week was perhaps the worst time of his life, and he knows everybody wants to go out, or he knows the show wants to go out and take it out on everyone. The show says he does. Booker says, look, I've been here since you got in this business. I know you. And he says, Cody got himself fired by speaking his mind, and now everyone is all over show for being a sellout. And he says, look, it's easy for them to say that when they're not walking in your shoes. He said, if it was me, I would have done the same thing last week. Booker says, look, people are going to want you to be a hero tonight, but you need to think about your daughter and your family. And tonight you're going to experience all these feelings, but what those feelings ultimately really are are pride. And tells him, don't let your pride make a mistake that you can't take back. Which Big Show stands up and says, pride's the only thing he has left. Right? And Show walks out and Booker's telling him, be a professional out there tonight. So now I'm thinking, are we going to see a Booker T heel turn sign with the thing here? Because he keeps trying to get Daniel Bryan and Big Show to, look, man, tell the company line, man, just smarten up, just do... Just do what you're, you're working on right there. Your headphones look like they're falling apart over yeah, there. Yeah, they're a little bit falling yeah, apart. Yeah, there's some old school headphones. Yeah. But, so, is Booker T maybe playing, uh, you know, is he a mole kind of a thing here? You know, maybe. That'd be interesting. I don't think that uh, WWE is smart enough to do that. I think they're just going to use Booker T as the voice of reason kind of thing. Uh, so, we'll see, but... That is interesting. Yeah. He is being this guy where it's like... we see Booker T's like, they're telling him, hey, go in there and just... just, just you're right, you're right, yeah, yeah, Reason yeah. with the guy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, okay, so yeah. you, it worked last week when you talked to show. Now go yeah. talk to Dolph. You know yeah. what I mean? And we'll see that little segment. That would be interesting. That would definitely be a, a good wrinkle in this yeah. storyline. Well, then they go to commercial showing us a Bray Wyatt vignette. And coming back, we get Dolph Ziggler versus Bray Wyatt. Okay, can I go off a little bit yeah. about this? Okay, one thing... You don't even get the Dolph Ziggler intro. Yeah. He's he just gets, in the he ring. He gets the jobber entrance. 
What the hell? Yeah, Dolph's in trouble in the back. Uh, it, I don't I saw care. This on the news. Mm. He's yeah. He's he's been mouthing off in interviews and Good. saying unrequested things. Yeah, but you know that's WWE's not going to take lightly. To this that. is stupid. And one comment that really pissed me off during the, this match is that JBL even said he goes, "It's weird to think that a two-time world heavyweight champion beating Bray Wyatt would be an upset, but that's exactly what it is." No, it's not. Yeah, you idiots! Yeah, yeah. You guys tell us the story. Yeah. So if you tell us that Dolph Ziggler is better than Bray Wyatt, we're going to believe that. Yeah. So don't tell me. Bray Wyatt's better than Dolph Ziggler after Bray Wyatt just had one match with Kane. Yeah, yeah. Damn it, man. What are they doing to him? He, oh, I'm, this, this was, is my final thought, too, just for those well, who want to listen later. This match was kind of quick. Um, yes. Um, Ziggler selling amazing as normal, obviously. Um, and Wyatt's got his standard. He's slow. He's methodical, but he's got big moves. Uh, Ziggler, uh, well, he has to fight off distractions from the Wyatt family, and Bray gets a big splash in the corner, and then hits the sister Abigail way quicker than I've ever seen him hit it before. Yeah, it was a it was a bang bang. It wasn't bang, like a yeah. methodical kiss yeah. the head, look at the end. Shows you know. that he can get this in quicker, right? And make it a little bit more dynamic. When Bray Wyatt wrestles, though, the one thing that's starting to come to my mind a lot is he like I mean he moves around like Vader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to move around like Vader is a compliment in my yeah. book. Well, yeah, I mean it's and, it's. He was he was a lot quicker than you expect a big guy to be. Right, yeah. he's doing great work. Well, but again, Dolph Ziggler. I'll go into that in my final thought. But well, it was amazing. Cole discussed Stupidly. the maneuver after, and he says he named it after his late sister Abigail. Mm-hmm. So whereas we were like his sister Abigail, none. It's, right. Maybe it's his sister. Mm-hmm. They never really, you know, what I mean, they're they're not. We're getting little tiny droplets, little pieces right. of the puzzle here. Yep. But they stand over their work like they normally do, and we go to another commercial. And this time they show us another gold dust vignette, but this one focuses on his funny moments, which, you know, I Booker T and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, then we get uh, Paul Heyman and the Mad Ox for a promo. Uh, Paul Heyman's basically, he's he's making his way to the ring with eight of crutches, Curtis Axel, and some bearded guy wearing a tie, presumably the doctor. Mm-hmm. Right? Heyman announces that he's not an advocate of socialized medicine, meaning that he doesn't believe in the Canadian healthcare system. Just a great way to still get over the heel here, among crutches, and it's and I here's an excuse. I didn't use your doctor because I'm not I'm Canada. Yeah. No. I'm gonna get an American doctor up here, right? So he gets Dr. Kirschenbaum, and it's confirmed his fear that he's either torn his meniscus or his ACL and a proper MRI in the United States will tell him the results. Regretfully, he must withdraw himself from competition. Yeah. Not a champion. Two things I really liked as far as one-liners is uh, Heyman says, I assure you, much like Edge once promised you, I will be back when I can. can. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so uh, that's right when he says that, Brad Maddox comes out. He's like, whoa, whoa, hey. I want to remind you that we have a fully licensed medical staff on the payroll, and any one of them can give you a proper examination. And if you're truly... Truly injured, Paul. If you're truly injured, the only way to be eliminated from the match is to be evaluated by our WWE doctors. And then two more great moments, I thought, was yeah. one, JBL, when the doctor's pulling up Heyman's pant legs. Yeah. Was, hey, this is a family, family show. show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I love it. He didn't want to sit in the chair and the yeah. crowd's saying, sit, sit, sit. <laughs> and then sit, they yeah. chant, this is awkward. Yes. This is yeah, when he's got his leg up. Yeah, they chant, this is awkward. Yeah. Oh, and Heyman's good. acting hurt at everything. Yeah. 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 Well, the doctor stands up and tells Maddox. I mean, he gives a lo- he gives an actual believable sounding, you know, diagnosis. But he says, "Hey, he's fine. He can go." Mm-hmm. You know I mean, told him he doesn't have any tears, any movement, all this kind of stuff. G- gives all the medical jargon. Says, "Hey, he's good." And Heyman starts to yell at Maddox. I mean, he's angry. I can barely stand on my knees. Blah blah blah. And then CM Punk music hits, and he comes out fired up, swinging a kendo stick. 
Uh, Heyman escapes, runs off. No problem to his knee. Yeah, yeah. That's good, right? Right. Runs perfect. Away. And, it, and that's just yeah. perfect heel. Like, that. Ma- it works for him because... <laughs> Reminded me of Bobby Heenan. Exactly. Yeah. It was, he's so good at every type of heel yeah. possible. It's amazing. Yeah, well, and then so Punk uh, gets Axel and the Doctor with the Kino stick. He returns to the Doctor and starts to whip him silly with this thing. I mean, must have hit him 20 times. And he's screaming, Paul. You know what I mean? He's holding up this guy like, like a trophy, kind of like it said with the shield... Last week with Dolph Ziggler. And uh, we get that. That ends that segment. The crowd's cheering for Punk. He's Mm -hmm. looking like a badass. Yeah. Good setup for the match. Yep, definitely. Well, now we get Natalia, Naomi, and Brie Bella versus Oksana, Alicia Fox, and Layla. And again, you understand the the beginnings of this when we talk SmackDown later, but uh, AJ Lee comes out on commentary. She's supportive of Oksana, Alicia, Mm -hmm. and Layla. (coughs) Excuse me, but... She gets into it with Jerry Lawler a little bit. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorites is that she goes, I think I'm a little too old for you, Jerry. I'm 26. I know you like them younger. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just great. And, and Jerry, I don't know if he was expecting that. Yeah, he was, was kind of like, oh, he didn't have a like, this typical smart alecky response. I'm, so. I'm going to bet he turned his mic off and was like, hey, F you. Hey, you know? off. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Well, we get uh, Natalia gets the clothesline and the sharpshooter on Alicia who taps. So mm-hmm. we get uh, Natalia and Alien Brie. Which I think is weird. The only thing that kind of – I get it, like the factions, you know, but it's still hard for me to see the Bella twins as baby faces. Yeah. And so, like, when the three of them won the match and they all had their hand raised, I was like, Brie – I was expecting – you know what? Even at Night of Champions, this might happen. I was expecting Brie to, like, clothesline one of them, yeah. stand over him, and I'm still the dominant diva or whatever. You know, Something. it just seemed – It did just kind of ended out of nowhere. Yeah, it just seemed weird, but – one thing I also thought was weird about AJ Lee, not weird, but I thought interesting, and I wonder if this is true. She said about being champion and how she's obsessed with it. She goes, I have the date I won the title tattooed on the back yeah, of my have neck. have you not seen it? No. She's got, I think it's like in Roman numerals, even like X's and I's or something That's like that. That's awesome. And it's, it's, yeah, it looks really cool. You can look it up, and it's on the back of her neck. That's It goes great. like all the way across yeah, it, I the date of her first that. title. Yeah, like that's, yeah, she's like this. I, this is what I do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is me. This is what I was here for. Yeah. See, and that kind of stuff doesn't make me hate her. No. I like her, and I like yeah. the show. They're going to have to eventually turn her face again, yeah. Or or just stay like this. This Right. This anti-hero hero thing. Yeah. You know, I like They this. haven't done that in the female division. Never. Either, Not that I could ever remember. Yeah. And it's really good what they're doing with her. She's, man, she keeps going. She's going to be in that punk level, like I said a couple weeks ago, where... Her promos are great, and now her in-ring work is even better. She might be the best diva of all time. Uh, Watch out, yeah. Trish Stratus. She's up there, yeah. Watch out. Well, we get uh, another Goldust vignette, this time focusing on his actual athletic abilities. They touch on his IC and Tag Team Championships, so they're really gearing us up for this Goldust thing, and then they go to commercial, and that's what we got to do. We got to take a break, man. We're kicking out long segments today. Mm-hmm. Somebody going to get their ass kicked. Somebody going to get their ass kicked when you go through the Spanish announce table. We'll be back after a short break on TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. What's up? It is Heavy Set, and I'm here to tell you about Kayfabe Sports Radio, the home of the Ohio Indie Report and NFL Easy Picks. On the Ohio Indie Report... I break down what's going on in the Cleveland scene of independent wrestling from AIW to Prime Wrestling and some of the little organizations in between that I can attend. And if you also like NFL football, be sure to check out NFL Easy Picks hosted by myself and my good friend Joe Bennett as we break down and talk about 
what is going on in football, and we make our picks on the coming week's games. And all this can be found at www.kfabesports.com. You can also find us on iTunes by searching Kfabe Sports Radio. And while you're at kfabesports.com, be sure to check out the links for Kfabe Sports Radio, Ohio Indy Report, and NFL Easy Picks on Facebook and Twitter. So for now, be sure to check out the Ohio Indy Report and NFL Easy Picks on Kfabe Sports Radio, where it's all a work. Latino Heat. Chica, ¿tú quieres probar a un latino más? This is another great, one of my more favorite ones. Mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero coming out, yeah. shaking and just like just living up. You can feel he felt most comfortable in yeah. that role. In his yeah. low rider and all of it. Yeah, yeah, man. Ah, oh, poor Eddie, man. It yeah, was a man. good one. Yeah, be interesting to see what he would have been doing today too. But yeah, definitely. Such wow, such is the wrestling world, I suppose. But when we last left you, we were talking raw. Not Monday Night Raw. Raw. Just Raw. Raw. And uh, let's see, where did we leave off? We left off. The next match coming up was R-Truth and Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. You know what pissed me off? What? We got to see R-Truth's tired old routine again. Yeah. What's up? Right. You're standing back and forth till the last gets. Like, I don't care anymore. Your song sucks. And here's the thing. And then I think this is what pissed me off more about <laughs> Dolph Ziggler it's like, okay, so we get to see R-Truth do his crappy thing, but we can't see Dolph Ziggler yeah, walk, yeah. the former world champion, probably your top three best wrestlers today, but we're going to see R-Truth do his what's up. Yeah. Although JBL did sing along with the what's up parts, yeah, which I, I thought was funny. Yeah, yeah, he's just was... great, man. I hope he sticks around for a while. He's he's money on the mic right JBL, now. better than when he was there the first time. Though. Oh, definitely. JBL reminds me of Jesse Ventura. Where yeah. it's he's cutting these you know heel uh, lines on yeah. the wrestlers, but you almost agree with it. Yeah, I, and he's just having fun with himself. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. just being true to form, like, yeah. like because he's friends with all these guys, so he can bust their balls a right. little, you know. But even as he's heel, because he always had that "I'm God and better than everybody" mentality, so yeah. he just works well into that. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. but he's so good at like you know where Jerry Lawler was like, "Oh no, he's getting beat up." Ah, ah, ah. JBL is just like, "Ah oh, man, yeah. come on, he'll yeah. be fine," you know. Yeah. And then like cutting the baby faces down to where like. I agree with that. And you're like, I shouldn't agree with that. We got an old classic pop-up promo of RVD, you know, where they mm-hmm. had the second screen. Love and those. he looked stoned as all get out. and looked like he was reading a cue card. I thought that was, yeah, I was yeah. like, maybe, maybe, we was. maybe we shouldn't have put that one in. Right. But we do get a JBL chant during the match. And Cole says, well, we are in Bizarro World, referring to Canada. Yep. So it's good. Yeah, this this it gets even better throughout the night with the crowd. But they were great last night. Yeah, here's the thing. I hope WWE understands when they're doing these JBL chants or Michael Coles. Right. Or Jer- the the crowd is saying what you have in the ring sucks. Yeah. See, so here, so we get the JBL chant. Mm-hmm. It says we're in Bizarro World. Well, Del Rio starts continuing to beat down. Got some good Matt based wrestling, and then we get an RVD chant. Which not even totally in the match. makes sense though, because he's but, the baby face right. going against Del Rio. So now. Uh, Truth hits a drop kick. ADR gets up, starts some offense in, gets a sit-down face buster on ADR for a near fall that does Truth. Uh, the crowd starts chanting, Undertaker. And at this point, I'm like, what the fuck is going yeah. on here? Yeah, they're chanting, Undertaker. And then the, the announcers just stop even acknowledging it because it's, you know, whatever. Because, but, because the crowd is trying to say, 
anything yeah, right now is be, better yeah. than what we're seeing right now. Yeah. So, uh, Truth taps eventually to the cross on breaker. We get ADR win via submission, which I'm sure we saw coming. They announce for coming up for the kickoff show and for Night of Champions, we're going to have for the kickoff show, we're going to have tag team turmoil match for the number one contender spot for the tag team titles. Two teams will start, and once a team is eliminated, another one comes in. So it's kind of a tag team gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And it's going to include the primetime players, the Usos, Tons of Funk, the Real Americans, and 3MB. I don't know at what level 3MB. And we'll get into our picks of that, obviously. Later, yeah, later, but. there's two intriguing teams, and then the rest, I think, are kind of just fill-ins. But uh, yeah, There's two that I think it could go to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we'll go into that yeah, We'll get into that. Then we get uh, Antonio Cesaro. In the move of the night. Well, he comes in. He's got uh, uh, Zeb Coulter cuts a Canada promo. Which is great. He says they're lazy and boring. He says if you could ever have something to have passion for besides a stupid hockey game. You know, he tries to get everybody to say we the people, and he's interrupted by Santino Morello's music. We haven't mm-hmm. seen Santino in a while. Yep. No change to Santino. Comes out power walking, which was kind of cool to see. It's fun. He's he's yeah. one of those he's one of those guys. I think like ten years from now, when like they bring back a legend, which he'll probably be a legend. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And he does a power walk. Everyone's be like, "Yes, yeah. that was so great." Now, uh, right before the move of the night, the crowd starts chanting maple syrup. <laughs> like, like they are just having fun with it. Yes. Though, this crowd maple syrup. Now the giant swing for anybody. I mean, if you don't remember, it's. The guy's laying on his back. You pick him up by his legs. Pick him up. It's kind of, and you just start swinging. They've got they're suspending the air. You spin around in a circle, right? Yep. So you time this. So sorry, I I watched it. He kept going, kept going. So I was like, how long is he doing this for? I went back and I stopped watching it. Thirty five seconds. He spun around in a circle, and I mean, he's probably getting two or three in a second. You know what I mean? So I mean, yeah. he had to do damn near a hundred right swings, and I mean. I, at some point, it looked like he just chose to be done. Yeah. He just tossed Santino by the side and just kind of walks over calmly to the corner, right. not dizzy, not like moving around, anything. And the crowd's chanting, holy shit, holy shit, moving the night by yes. far. I mean, just impressive Cesaro is a an animal of a man. I wonder if this becomes kind of one of his signature moves just because of how impressive it was. Yeah. You know, one of the impress he has so many impressive moves in my book. But one that where he picks up when he's up on the uh, uh, on the ropes and he picks the guy up from outside of the ring to do a suplex, like picks him up from their feet yeah, yeah, yeah. into the air and then suplex him. Yeah. Maybe he, this is becoming another one of his signature moves. Big power signature moves yeah. are good for him. I think that that gut wrench where he where he picks the guy up off the ground and then walks with him. I mean, yes. He's picking up Titus O'Neil like that yeah. for God's sakes. But yeah, yeah he's, he's great. Just, he's he's might be pound for pound the strongest guy they got. Yeah. That would be interesting to see. Him yeah. and Cena. Yeah. Cena healthy, you know. It's true. Uh, Cesaro gets a big European uppercut, but Santino counters a jab into a roll-up type of pin. Another roll-up. Santino Morella winning his comeback match. I, I, feel like, I feel like that was good for the crowd to chant, you know, and get all happy and stuff. But, God bless America. Let's get the real Americans some wins so I can believe that they're good heels. They're almost three and B level. Yeah, they do need to start. Uh, maybe in the tag team turmoil match, maybe. they need to start getting some wins. Yeah, they got to move on, or else they're three and B. Yeah, yeah. Well, we get Damian Sandow versus the Miz. Uh, we return to a Damian Sandow promo in progress, which was kind of weird. But he's basically not saying much; just calling himself the uncrowned heavyweight champion of the world, which is a good line. I wish they'd have him use more. Um, the match starts with a "Let's Go Sandow" chant, of course. Uh-huh. Uh They trade back and forth, obviously. Um, Sandow sneaks in a small package for the win. Another roll up. Another yeah. 
Well, but what's his name comes out and interrupts. Yes, that's right. Fandango. Fandango interrupted, allowing him to get that thing. Yeah, and here's right. the thing that I thought was interesting. Uh, maybe this is real, but after Miz loses and gets up and they're all doing the dance, yeah. he's looking around pissed. Yeah. Um, well, during the match when he comes out, everybody's like the crowd's even like doing it almost like, like, ha ha, Miz, look yeah, at us. Like, right. you know, they're Fandango and they're like pointing at him and like yeah. pointing over at Fandango and like, Dancing like almost like screw you, Miss. We don't like you, and we like him. Yeah. And then afterwards, like I mean, they they go they say his name with him. Mm-hmm. The whole crowd, Fun Dongo, and then immediately they're all back to Danet. Yep. Dan, like I mean, they were just loving them some yeah. Fondango. And yeah. so I even wondering... he was trying to hide the smile. I mean, right. He was yeah. Who's that? Your Fondango. Oh yeah, yeah. Fondango. When he's saying his name, he yeah. was like, oh this yeah. Is cool. yeah. Uh, yeah, because I wonder if this is going to be one of the moments where Miz goes back to heel. Because I don't like him as a baby. No, he face. plays a better heel. He plays a great heel. Yeah, and so you he know, plays the, a guy that you is believable that you don't like. I don't like. Him. Yeah. I don't like. Look, I didn't like yeah. him when he was on the MTV show. <laughs> so you know. Yeah. I think this will be the one where kind of the it changes their roles. Then Fandango becomes yeah. the baby face, be and Miz becomes maybe, a heel. Like if Miz just went off and started beating him to the point where everybody's like, "Hey, stop!" Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, and they kind of. Double that, turn at yeah, that yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. Rolls reverse. Yeah. So that's what I hope happens. Well, we get a Renee Young interview of Gold Dust. Crowd pops at the sight of him coming on the stage. This is backstage, but I mean, he comes on camera and the crowd goes nuts. He says, No secret he's been the screw up of the family. He's had second, third, and fourth chances and screwed them all up. But Cody was had chosen to live right. And now he's screwed because of all because of Triple H and Randy Orton. It's not right. Well, Triple H interrupts and discusses how nervous he must be. The weight of the world is on your shoulders, knowing your brother and his fiance are at home watching with their fate in your hands. That's a lot of pressure, you know. What I mean, trying to get in the head of gold dust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, says, "Hey, man, good luck, man. I really, really hope that you don't let them down." <laughs> like, oh, just great. Yeah. yeah. And gold dust is playing it well. Like, you can see the internal struggle. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, like almost like he knows it's a long shot, and I'm I'm probably gonna let them down. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh Well, we get that match. Randy Orton versus Goldust. If Goldust wins, Cody Rhodes gets his job back. These are the same old camera tricks they used back in the day for Goldust. Make it look like a like a movie reel. You know, it's kind of it's not really slow motion, but it's mm-hmm. it kind of feels like stop motion almost as it is. You know what I mean? Like it's a weird. Yeah. I don't know what that's called. Let's get some video guys and tell me what that is. But but it, I always like it. Cool nostalgia yes. for that. Yeah. Well, um, the only thing that would have been cooler is if Marlena would have been Marlena. Yeah, you know, coming out with a cigar. Now I understand yeah. why that yeah. will never happen, right. but it would have been cool. Well, I mean, they go back and forth. I mean, Gold is getting in his standard things. Chops, slaps the face. Does his standard where Randy Orton lowers his head for a back body drop and he stops, gets on his knees and mm-hmm. kind of uppercuts real quick. I mean, classic Gold Duff stuff, you know. Um, now, let's see here. What else? Let me follow along in my notes here. Um, we don't, I mean, it's back and forth. I mean, uh, Orton goes for an RKO and he counters it into the crossroads, mm-hmm. which is where I thought, oh, hey, man, he might get the yeah, win yeah. here. What's too soon? I mean, I know Cody Rhodes doesn't come back for a while. So, <coughs> in the end, Goldust misses the clothesline, allowing for the RKO. Yep. Pinfall. Orton calls for the mic. He says, Goldust's dream of saving his brother's career has been shattered. Shattered dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Just like Daniel Bryan's dream of taking the title from me and NLC will be shattered, right? Good line there. Shattered dreams. I like that. Uh, he holds the title high. We go to a commercial. So, Pretty much what I expected of that match. I mean, I, it's good Very to see Goldust good. again. Yeah. I think we're going to see Dusty come in and say something. Yeah, I'd imagine a backstage promo, yeah. and then Triple H intervenes and says yeah. something. We're going to roll this along for a little bit before Cody comes back. Yeah, but. yeah. Undercuts him, but, says something. But this is good for keeping 
the storyline in our heads. And, and I you like, fired Cody Rhodes. Right, and I like... I've always enjoyed the... I enjoyed the corporation storyline back when it happened, and I enjoy this too because it's multi-layered. I always like it when one storyline can bleed into other things. Not only are they going after Daniel Bryan, now it's Cody Rhodes, and then it's Big Show. Big Show's stupid, but they're going after Big Show. And then Dolph Ziggler's in there a little bit, you know, and Miz, just a hint. And so I like that this is going to everyone. You know yeah, what I mean? it's not just one guy. Right, because then it elevates everyone, too, because now you almost think of Big Show on the level of uh, Daniel Bryan, you know, so yeah. it's good for everyone involved. Well, we get a Los Matadores vignette. Can we stop with I'm, these damn I'm things? Ready for them to show up just so I can stop watching. Them. I, and they're not even different; they're the same one every exactly. damn time. Exactly, that's the thing. Make them different if you're going to keep showing me these yeah. stupid ass. This things. is like uh, four weeks running now, or right. something. It is a long time. Oh, hey, let's yeah, shut up. Sucks. Well, we get Aldo Mantoya. <laughs> we get Goldust in the back, looking deflated, Montoya. walking the hallways, like mm-hmm. almost crying. A la Big Show. Stephanie walks up to him and says, "Man, you must be so disappointed." And you know, because I know Cody and his wife to be are obviously disappointed, and it's all because of you. You know, she says you let them down, and and you know, I want to know what it feels like to be a loser, just like your brother. She says, you know what? As a matter of fact, you can go join your brother in the unemployment line. Look, unapologetic at this point, mm-hmm. like not even trying to fake the right. Yeah. Hey, man, we're here on your side. That sucks for you. It was no. Hey, get out of here. And then she goes, Oh, by the way, tell your dad I said hi. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, which alludes to maybe yes. we'll see him soon. Yeah, and Golda just walks away crying. Right, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Everyone cries in this new corporation. Now we get the battle of the airbrushed singlets. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the same woman does both of their singlets. Really? Yes. I saw a shoot interview with Rob Van Dam before he made his return <laughs> uh, to the WWE, and they asked him like, "Hey, are you mad at Ryback because he kind of stole your singlet?" He goes, "No, actually, Ryback called me." Said, "Hey, I like your singlet. Where nice. where do you get it done?" And then he gave him the contact. So the same girl is doing both singlets. So credit to her. Uh, well, uh, we get uh, Ricardo Rodriguez. He called himself uh, what uh, um, Amigo Numero Uno or something like that of Harvey. Right, Indiana. which kind of that almost irritated me because I'm hoping at Night of Champions he turns and goes back yeah. to Alberto. Yeah. But that almost, well, wait a minute, now they're coming up with gimmick lines for him, so maybe he stays with him, because I don't like it. Well, ADR comes to the stage, and he calls RVD nothing but a washed-up loser. He says uh, Ricardo's a peasant, and without ADR, he's nothing. He says that Night of Champions, they're not going to be chanting RVD, you're going to be chanting ADR. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, right. RVD, uh, let's see, they go back and forth. I mean, uh, RVD's getting in kicks and things, but Ryback's overpowering him, generally, for the most part. But he can once in a while he can escape, get in his offense and, and that kind of thing. But uh, we get them on the uh, oh yeah we get right back on the outside and he tries to pick up Rob Van Dam and kind of rack him into the mm-hmm. steel post. Right, and he's nuts and he misses. Mm-hmm. So he does it again and mm-hmm. the refs kind of glance. Over, I mean the commentators kind of glance over. But ref calls for the bell and Ryback sends are laughing at what he's just done. <laughs> so we get Rob Van Dam winner via DQ. Even after that he goes in and he hits the shell shock. Mm-hmm. He screams Ryback rules and his music plays. Ryback looking great again. Yeah. You know, since since our podcast started, this has really been the rise of Ryback. I mean, yeah. every week he's getting better and better. Yeah, a little more. They, they could, even though they had him up here and they had to drop him down. Mm-hmm. Now, now he's, he's coming, coming back, back yeah. in a different in a different lane. And he can but fit in with this. Good. He can fit in with this corporate storyline. Like mm-hmm. when they need a bully, a big mm-hmm. beast to go out and beat someone up. That's yep. what they do. Right. Well, uh, we get um, Big Show. Uh, he's walking the hallways, and Stephanie comes up to him and tells him. And tonight he can't touch the shield at all. 
So, yeah, you're in your corner, but you can't touch the shield at all. Who and, cares, man? Yeah. Who cares? This is my my biggest beef with Big Show is if I just show that main event, the Daniel Bryan, Dean Ambrose, yeah. you to a, just a wrestling fan but not familiar with the storyline, you would think it's Big Show versus Randy Orton at Night of Champions. Yeah, but it's I'm, not. But it's not. No. Get yeah, over this. I'm um, so tired well, of it. Well, I think maybe, and we'll get into the picks later. Yeah, but maybe I know can. what you're but, thinking. So, Show's pissed, and he tosses this TV to the ground, shattering it. Now, this TV obviously didn't work. It was old, old mm-hmm. school TV thing, but shattered it. I mean, yeah. pieces on the ground. So, yeah, piss someone off who has to clean that up. Now we get great match: Daniel Bryan and Dean Ambrose. This is a great match for two reasons. One, it furthers the storyline of Daniel Bryan versus this cor- the new corporation, right? Right. But the second reason why I really like it, it shows that the the Shield members, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, we haven't seen Roman Reigns yet, but Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins especially can be main event guys. Yeah. You know, the 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 crowd at the very end chants, "This is awesome," right? That shows that both of these guys can work their ass off. We already knew that about Daniel Bryan, but now Dean Ambrose can go out there by himself and do it. So yeah. I think this helps him out backstage even, to show, like, hey, give me the ball you know, in due time, yeah. and I can run with it. Even so much as earning a this is awesome chant from the ground. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. You know, that's – man, you know, good for these guys. You know, we talked about the, the uh, in the headlines, uh, you know – Performing when people are expecting you to perform, you know, with the uh, NXT kind of farm system. Well, here's Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. You guys got called up to the main roster. Now do it. Yeah, and they are. So it's well, good for them. And I don't know if they never they never really announced, but eventually Randy Orton comes out and a fight ensues. And I don't think they ever really said anybody's disqualified or anything, or really rang a bell, if I remember correctly. So I think it, I think Daniel Bryan won. Did he win by yeah, DQ? Yeah. I would think. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. So, you know, the Shield and him are fighting and everything. But Big Show stands up with his chair, but he has to look away for fear of intimidation. <laughs> um, Orton holds the title high in his music plays. Now, Triple H comes out to the stage with Stephanie, and they tell Big Show, it's time to be a professional and put aside your feelings of what is right and wrong. He says, you need to go down in the ring, you need to pick up Daniel Bryan, and you need to knock him out. Right? Again, yeah. forcing you to hit him. Big Show looks reluctant. Orton in the ring begins to scold him and tells him, you will pick up Daniel for him. And, I mean, he's – Randy Orton looks good in this one. I mean, yeah. he's – Big Show's still refusing. And Orton's, like, you can see the veins in his neck. And he's like, you turn around and face me. Mm-hmm. Face me. And he tells him, you know, he's telling Randy, leave me alone. He's screaming at me. He says, look, I've got enough authority around here from Triple H to tell you what to do. And what you're going to do is you're going to pick him up and you're going to knock him back down. I mean, he's looking like – like a military training instructor just screaming mm-hmm. in his face. And Which you have experience with. Right. And so Orton turns around. He's like, fine, I'm going to pick him up, and you're going to knock him out. And he turns around to a Daniel Bryan standing up who runs and gives him two knees to the face. I love that the, move. And uh, he picks up the belt and starts a yes chant with Big Show, who walks away smiling as if, hey, finally we got the upper hand here. So Yeah, but again, uh, you know, whatever. Big Show, either he snaps or he turns heel. And either one, I'm ready for now. Yeah, but, I mean, decent Raw served its purpose that they want to do. It's here's a go-home show. Yeah, here's the best thing about that. That crowd. If that crowd's Green Bay, that yeah, whole entire show, whole show sucks. comes off different. Yep. But that crowd with the Undertaker chant and the JBL and all of it. Maple makes syrup. It, yeah, maple syrup makes it awesome. So it was a very good Raw yeah. credit to the crowd. Yeah, I like the crowd. But we're going to take another break, and we're going to come back for segment four when we start talking about SmackDown. 
when we return to the Spanish announce table, trendingtopicsnetwork.com. One zero two five, the fan, the biggest name in KC sports radio, Jim Rome. Give it a shot. You want something radical? Try that. Jim Rome is sports radio weekdays eleven till two on FM Sports Radio one zero two five, the fan. You think you know me? Yeah, we had Edge on Raw. We're going to have him on the next SmackDown. But we're going to talk about this SmackDown, which did not have the rated R superstar. But we like his music anyway. So we'll we'll roll with that. I like Edge's music. It's almost so good, it's a it's like a real song. Like, I almost would listen to it on the radio. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it probably was. It, I think it's Alter Bridge or something. Yeah, that it is. It. I believe yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, we start off SmackDown, and they get uh, a town hall meeting. Which is great. It was really cool. This is the one time where we got to see all of the superstars, and it made sense. Yeah, and he's he's. I said this to you before we started this here. He's nailing the corporate speak. Mm -hmm. When you get these corporate guys and they hold these big, you know, group meetings and they Mm -hmm. say these kind of things like, "Hey, we want to hear from you. We want to make this better for you guys. We work for you, but we can't we can't figure it out if you're not telling us what's going on. So be completely open and honest. And you're like, no, you yeah. just really want me to kiss your ass, yeah. which was cool because... Or you want to find out something that you yeah, know yeah. nobody would really tell you, and right. then I'm going to get in trouble for saying it. Yeah, but it was really cool because then when Damien was the first one to speak, I believe he was the first one to speak, uh, yeah, I think so. he was like, well, I for one, and you're like, and he was like, shut yeah. up, don't kiss yeah. my ass. And I was like, damn, that well, was cool. So everybody's afraid to speak, and Triple H is like, come on, stand up, right. somebody, just be honest here, come on. Somebody, mm-hmm. he's like begging, somebody stand up, and Damien Sandow comes up, and everybody's kind of like, oh, right. oh, and he's looking a little, and he's like, I for one, fully support the termination of Cody Rhodes. Right, yeah, And yeah. the stands are all smug. Which is, know? of course, just great, yeah. because it, then it plays into his storyline with them, yes, so it was great. it looked great. And uh, that's when Triple H was like, hey, you know, that's great, and thank you for stepping up, but that's not what this is about. I didn't want you to come up here so you can kiss my ass like that. Right. You know? There's somebody to be honest with me. You know what I mean? And, and saying I was even kind of like, oh, all right, well. Well, well then I'll step yeah. to the side. So Kofi comes up, and we don't hear from Kofi a lot, but he says, hey, man, he goes, everybody's living in fear, and I don't see how that's what's best for business. You know, you, Cody fought for his life. He took his livelihood away. And Triple H, again, hitting the corporate thing. He's like, hey, look, man, I can see how... You know, from your point of view, yeah, yeah. it might appear that way to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's trying to say, like, would you guys understand? It's my side of the thing here, and uh, it gets interrupted by Heath Slater, and Slater's playing this well. He's like, I don't know what he cares about that question. Right. And he goes, Look, he goes, I'm just uncomfortable that we got our resident giant standing around here, and he's not doing anything about it. What about that? You know what I mean? He goes, and then I want to thank you for everything you're doing, Hunter. You know, yeah, yeah. and Triple H, thanks, Slater. For emptying what you're, what he's sure is the entire contents of his mind, <laughs> you know, he says, "Come on, can somebody just stand up here and just be honest with me, right?" Well, we get RVD, and he says, "Hunter is the one who brought him back." He says, "When we brought him back, I was under the impression that things were better now." Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. And then this was great when uh, Triple H is like, and he goes, the, "The vibe here it just ain't cool, dude." Yeah, he says, "All this tension running right now, not cool, dude." Yeah, yeah. You know? and he's like, and then Triple H like. Hinting back to, you know, how long both have been in the business was like, ah, I've been waiting so long to be called dude yeah, he goes, by RVD. I've been waiting since, what, 2000 to hear Rob Van Dam call me dude. Right, <laughs> which is so great. I love that line. Yeah. Well, then we get Ryback, and he says, look, I'm sick and tired of everyone calling the big guy a bully. 
And Triple H says, man, again, it's not your fault that Dolph was already injured on Raw. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He goes, so to make up for all that negativity you've been getting, I'm going to give you a rematch against Dolph Ziggler tonight. You know? See, I'm a good guy, right? Well, Triple H brings up that Daniel Bryan is noticeably absent from the stage. And he says, this is because Daniel Bryan now thinks he's better than all of you. And that he doesn't have to be out here with you. And he's looking forward. He says, that's a shame because I was looking forward to telling Daniel what he's going to be doing tonight. And that's that he can pick any member of the Shield to wrestle tonight. Anyone he wants. And Triple H says he wants to thank everyone that stepped up tonight. He thinks Kofi, and I want to reward you for your leadership by giving you a non-title match against Curtis Axel. And he, and he, he, he definitely emphasized the non-title. He yeah, said yeah. Non-title, non-title, non-title. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I thought that was good. Well, he thinks RVD, and I'm going to give you your opportunity next against Randy Orton. Yeah, next. And he welcomes Randy Orton to the ring. Loud course of booze. We go to commercial. Mm-hmm. And we come back. Rob Van Dam, Randy Orton, non-title match. ADR is on guest commentary, right? Yep. And uh, this is about as good a match as you could expect. Yeah. The, the coolest part was uh, I love this move. Randy Orton does great on taking someone's move and then incorporating his own. Because yes. uh, Rob Van Dam did the rolling thunder, yeah. and then pop, and then Randy Orton popped up and did his power slam. Yeah, yeah. You know, yes. he does great on, like, taking your move, and yeah. then I'm going to do my move. And well, it's awesome. At the end, he did uh, he did his middle rope DDT, mm-hmm. but from the outside to yeah. the floor, yeah. which was, oh, looked vicious. And then he threw him in there, and he picked him up by his ponytail mm-hmm. and hit him with an RKO. Yep, very so, uh, good. Very Orton, good. again, clean victory. I mean, there was some shadiness going on, but clean victory. And making him more of a heel. That's mm-hmm. how you build up the heel if you don't want him to be the the run away from everyone here, right. you know that's this is the way you do it. Well, ADR runs in, he starts putting the boots to RVD. He puts the cross arm breaker, which he doesn't cross this time. It looks more vicious because he's got his leg all over the neck. Of, yeah, of, although, of RVD. and this is just me knowing what he was doing. That's the easiest way to get right. out. Right, he doesn't even have his legs across his neck or head. Yeah, so he could have just rolled. But yeah, I get it. But, I know. get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, so then we get ADR standing tall with right. the world title. Mm-hmm. Now we get Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Daniel Bryan backstage interviewed by Renee Young and she asked him about Hunter's actions and comments about his absence from the town hall meeting. Daniel Bryan says, hey, I was told to go out there by WWE management because I was, quote, uninvited. And here's the thing. I thought the only thing that would have been cool is in the town hall meeting when he brings up that Daniel Bryan wasn't there and, oh, his big ego. You would have had, like, security pushing Daniel Bryan back, but Daniel Bryan trying to get onto yeah, the yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, And they're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 that would have yeah. been cool. That would, And then we then we could have got to this interview. He goes, well, what was going on? And then he could have been like, look, I yeah. wasn't invited. Yeah. That was the only little thing well, I would have switched up. So he says he's got to figure out. He says, that's more like I've just got to figure out which member of the Shield I want to beat up first because I know the others are going to come in. Mm-hmm. And he basically says, look, they're, they're just, they're, let them pick which one they want to face because I know I can beat any member of the Shield yep. and I can beat Randy Orton. So we get that. Now we get AJ Lee. She's backstage with the belt in the hallway, and she walks up to Oksana, Alicia Fox, and Layla. Yeah, I wrote Oksana twice in my notes. And you Layla. like her so much. No, I do like her. She's in my <laughs> Now, they don't seem to appreciate her being there, right? Layla kind of says, hey, chill out, guys, you know. But AJ tells him, look, I'd rather put up the title against any one of you instead of any of those E-Network total divas. Right. And she convinces them all the total divas think they're better than them. And she says, hey, I got a plan to deal with them. And they all start to whisper. You know that, yeah. Like how women do. Yeah, yeah. And we go. And that was good, though. I like it. Mm-hmm. So now we get Dolph Ziggler versus Ryback. Ziggler is getting in early shots, but Ryback's obviously overpowering him. What I found interesting was Michael Cole's doing his commentary, and all of a sudden it stops. And the camera cuts over, and Dean Ambrose is... Got yeah. his chair pulled out, and he's like, hey, calm down. Right. Michael. You know what it calm reminded down. me of? 
it instantly took me back to NWO. Yeah, yeah. Remember like, when yeah. they would like yes. come up to the commentary booth and like Bobby Heenan and Tony Schiavone would just run away. Yeah, like, yeah. Ah! Just take off. Yeah. I thought that Michael Cole was gonna run. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like he was like he was standing up like like hey hey. hey. And Ambrose is like hey man. Relax, man. You got a job to do. The only part where it could have been cooler because of what this angle is and who the shield is is JBL kind of was like, "Yeah, we got Dean Ambrose." Like, no, yeah. man, you're you're not with this, right? You should not be with this storyline. <laughs> but he's been supportive of all those people that have been doing the, right. The I, guess, I guess that makes sense. But it was so cool. It was so original and just like, oh, not original because yeah. it took me back to yeah. NWO. But it was so fresh. Well, I like that he told me he's like, look, man, you're the voice of WWE and you always do a great job. And look, man, I know you're scared right now, but look, you're not in danger. In fact, you've never been safer than yes, you are right now, it's Michael. Perfect. Yeah, I, his delivery is just so. It's like this guy's fucking crazy. Right. Yeah. And I need to watch everything he does. Uh-huh. Well, so he asked him, why would you have attacked off Ziggler? And he says, look, man, the bigger question is why would Ziggler continually disrespect this business? I mean, like, that's why I did all that. Meanwhile, Ryback, he's fighting, you know what I mean? He, and fighting with Ziggler's got him in a bear hug, but Ziggler fights out and he DDTs Ryback, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Ambrose says, look, the shield will always be there to make sure they keep order and, and we do, you know, what the, uh, oh, that they work for the good of the business, basically, you know? Keeps that going. Now, Ziggler is maintaining his offense over Ryback, but he keeps a step, step ahead of him, you know? Just Ryback's about to do a power move, but Ziggler's too quick for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he gets a near fall, but. Uh, he even does that move where he's uh, what is it? It's the famouser, right? Yeah, yeah basically yeah. the famouser. Right. But he calls it. Uh, he doesn't call it the zigzag. That's the grab the yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. But he calls well, it. Cole called it the famouser. I think on Monday night. Even. Yeah. But um, they go. They're on the outside, right? At this point, right back in Ziggler and Ambrose keeps telling off. Hey, man, what are you looking at me for, man? You need to get in the ring, and do your job. You know what I mean? Like do the job. And right back goes to shoulder block Dolph against the steel steps, but Dolph moves out of the way, and crashes the steel. Now he's staring down Ambrose, and he's still telling him, hey, man, don't look at me, don't look at me. And he starts chasing Ambrose. And as he's chasing Ambrose, Ryback comes out of nowhere and clotheslines him like hell, you know, just sends him flopping. Yeah. That's when he tosses him back in the ring, shell shock, pin, mm-hmm. Ryback wins. Dolph Ziggler can sell better than anyone I've ever seen. Almost as good as Shawn Michaels' Ric Flair. Seriously, yeah. it's that good. And it's so sad. I'm sorry. It's so sad to see him. Yeah. The biggest pop of the year so far was when he cashed in the money in the bank. Yeah. I don't care. That's yeah. the biggest pop yeah, of no, the year. Right. Yeah. And now he's just a fading star, a jobber. Yeah. Well, and that pop was even a uh, smart heavy crowd. You know yeah. What I mean? it was, yeah. It's yeah. just it's it's Well, you know, I don't know. I, I, maybe I I kind of wonder if some of it is them purposely doing this to try to make this seem more real, maybe, this storyline, maybe? Yeah, I mean, hopefully that's... You would hope. Yeah, because he's but too But if his loud mouth good. has got him in trouble, hey, man, I'm sorry. Like, now you're going to have to earn your way back. you got to do some other big crazy it's, spot and get your way back into... It would be cool if they really incorporated his real heat in this storyline because yeah. it would make perfect sense with the corporation right. and all this. Well... We get Kofi Kingston, Curtis Axel, non-title match. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a Curtis Axel chant. Yeah. We get a Let's Go Axel chant. Good match. I mean, you know, what you expect. Uh, Kofi's quickness against, mm-hmm. you know, Axel's ground and pound kind right. of thing. Um, uh, Axel keeps mauling Kofi, but Kofi uh, counters and hits the SOS for the pinfall. It's clean pin. And I love the, the, another reason why Paul Heyman is at the best he's ever been. Yeah. The, they... they 
go to a shot of him and he drops the Intercontinental yeah, he's like title. Slowly, like, he's like, he's like, what the yeah. hell? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like when you tell someone shocking news and they have a water bottle and they just drop the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like that. I mean, just those little things that he does that makes you buy into the character even more. So that was my that, that was actually my favorite moment from that match. It wasn't even the match. It was just yeah. Paul Heyman dropping the d- belt. Well, when we come back, we get excuse me, Paul Heyman's in the back on the phone. Of course. And Renee Young interrupts him for an interview, and she asks about the stipulation and the possibility of being alone in the ring with Punk and says, does that concern you? And he says, am I concerned? What do you mean, am I scared? Am I frightened? Am I nervous? He keeps asking all these things. He says, look, Axel's loss is not due to Axel. It's due to my mistake in strategy and planning. It's a mistake we're not going to make again. He says how CM Punk says we'll see him at his worst. He says, me at my worst is a lot better than Punk's I promise but then Renee says well you know also he, he did say that he guarantees he'll beat Axel and he's going to give you the beating of your life and Heyman is speechless and leaves him he kicks open the door and slams it behind him mm-hmm. like he's he's out of words at this point we've reached Paul Heyman where he can't even talk his he's way speechless. out speechless yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it was great and Paul Heyman I, I can't give this guy any more praise yeah. than I already have yeah. but another great thing about his character he hates Renee Young you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just as The Rock would always give it to Jonathan Coachman yeah, every yeah. time, every time well, Paul Heyman, Michael Cole, yeah, even somebody. Michael, every time Paul Heyman's with Renee Young, you almost feel like it's a shoot because yeah. it's like Renee Young trying to make him speechless, You're right? Yeah, and him just trying to cut her down. So it's great. I loved it. Well, we get Brie Bella versus Naomi. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, AJ comes out with the uh, as this match is going on, she comes out with Oksana, Alicia, and Layla from earlier, and they just start attacking everyone. Um, AJ's laughing while the fight ensues. AJ holds up Brie for Layla to kick her in the face. Uh, she goes for a mic and she says, "Ladies and nerds, yeah, your I Divas love that. Champion, Ladies Lee, and yeah. nerds, ladies and nerds. I laughed so hard when she said that. <laughs> your Divas champion, AJ Lee, mm-hmm. and her music plays and the girls stand in the ring, proud of their work. So yep. the storyline's kind of getting a little more into it. They got some more people alongside to help I her love back it. her up. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's it's a good. It's the first time that I can remember factions." Real factions, yeah, yeah. you know, not just like two girls versus two girls and another girl picks a side. It's real. Yeah, these it's AJ girls and, and, the, and the, the divas, right. Versus the total divas, right? Yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, enough already. Once again, we get Los Matadores vignette again. The same damn one. But Michael Cole does ask, I wonder what Zeb Coulter is going to think about Los Matadores, right? And oh, I think it's just a matter of time before we get that real Americans. I think that'd be the so, perfect yeah. thing. Just as just as Bray Wyatt debuted with Kane, yeah. Los Matadores needs to go with the real Americans. Yeah, like it's perfect. sneaked across yeah. our borders. Yeah. yeah. Well, we get the real Americans versus the Usos. You say, ooh. No. No. I don't say that. Well, Cesaro kicks us off. I mean, badass drop kick to an Uso. And I wrote an Uso because they hadn't told us which Uso it is yet, and they don't do a good enough job making sure they ingrained in our minds how to tell the two apart. Right. They were said twins, you can eventually be like, okay. The one with the know. tattoo on their chest. Because right, one has yeah. a tattoo right. of their name, I think. But they the haven't gone, done good. So, for a while, until they tagged in uh, Jay, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until he tagged in Jay, I didn't know which one it was. Because they were like, oh, he tags in Jay. And I was like, okay, well, then... The, no, I get that was Jimmy, right? <laughs> well, um, uh, this match ends. Jay Uso goes up for his top rope dive that he's been doing lately, you know. Uh, Swagger pushes him, so it gets him off a little bit. And Cesaro comes up uh, with a huge, his big European uppercut. I love that yeah. European uppercut because, I mean, he sells it so well to where it's like, God yeah. damn, and that's Jay, a real 
punch. Jay sold as well. He looked legitimately knocked out. Like he, he probably to his was. Knees and like flop back. Yeah. You know, he probably was. Oh man, yeah. Probably a flash knockout. <laughs> Cesaro gets the three count. Real Americans pinfall. There you go. You were saying they need to get some wins, and that was, I mean, it wasn't clean. Yeah. Not so much, but um, I they say he shoved him, but. It didn't look like he really did. but Right, and I think they need more wins as, as singles competitors, too. But, yeah, it was good to see them. I like both of these tag teams. I think both of them yeah. are really good. They need pushes or they need something fresh because they're becoming a little stale, but still very good. Yeah. Well, okay, Triple H uh, is in the back. He says he realizes he has beef with uh, – he's talking to Big Show. He says, look, I realize you have beef with the 3 and B after what they said to you. You know, and he goes, and, and I'm not going to let anyone disrespect you, Show. He says, I'm going to send 3 and be out to that ring, and I want you to treat them like some human stress balls. He says, blow off some steam, big man. You deserve it. And uh, Big Show shaking in anger as Triple H leaves, right? I mean, he's basically putting up lambs to the slaughter. Like, mm. all right, before you freak out on me. Right. Yeah. It, it's so cool because then, you know, it, it makes him perplexed because it's like, yeah, I am going to beat their ass, but I want to like, beat know, you I up. I know this isn't who right, I really yeah, want to yeah. beat up, but. Yeah. Screw you're going to talk trash on me. Well, then we get 3MB versus the Big Show. And, I mean, all the 3MB guys are scared to go first. I mean, they're playing this up well. Uh, I mean, it's clear squash match. Show hits the WMD to – oh, I mean, he even double chokeslam Jinder and Drew. Which the chokeslam you have not seen a lot of from him. You know, he's uh, he's kind of went away from that. I think there's a, a policy now where they're trying to, like, reduce the yeah. number of uh, chokeslams in just regular matches. So he's went back to that punch. But uh, it was good to see the double choke slam. Yeah. Well, so big show winner via pinfall. Mm-hmm. Now we get Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins. Yeah? Daniel Bryan's looking at uh, at the three, and he's like, which one is going to be? Which one's it going to be? You know, which one is going to face me? And Roman Reigns steps up. Yeah. And it looks – I mean, Bryan's like, you want to go? Yeah. You wanna do this? And Reigns is like, yeah. You know what I mean? Getting pumped. And then – but from behind Seth Rollins, and then so that starts the match. Yeah. yeah, perfect way. And they're laughing at him yeah. as their way out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Great match, of course. I mean, what, I mean, what can you say? It's Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins. That's what I'm saying. It's another good chance for Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose to show. Give me the ball. Not right now. I get yeah. it. I'm in the Shield. I'm right here. But in a year from now, two years from now, you can put me in this main event as me. And I will perform. Yeah. Well, we get Daniel Bryan gets the double knee to Rollins. Now, he had earlier thwarted off the shield who was trying to attack, so he knocked them out, gets the double knee, manages to get the the pin while the shield is knocked out. Yep. Daniel Bryan, via pinfall, he stands on the stage celebrating, yes, 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 when Randy Orton sneaks up behind, knocks him out with the belt. And once again, Orton stands tall, holding that title over. It's great. And it's so good to see SmackDown be a show again. I know we've said this and we're beating a dead horse, but it is great to see storylines progress on SmackDown. It's it's no longer. Now, I might go back to it when Cena gets back here, but it's no longer Diet Raw. It is SmackDown. And and I'm a big fan. Yes. But we've got to take a break. We, We knocked out SmackDown in one second. It's good. It was, a, it was a pretty quick pace show. I, think, I thought so. I thought uh, for the night it was Kofi Kingston's night with the promo. Yeah, he definitely stuck out. And yeah. then the win over Axel. I thought it was very yeah, good for him. It was a good night for him, yeah. And it's always a good night for you when you're listening to the Spanish announce table. But for the moment, we're going to make your night a little less good and go to a break. But, but come we'll, right back. But we'll come right back. TrainingTopicsNetwork.com, Spanish announce table. I pick a mean guitar, I wear a blue suede shoes, you ought to hear me sing the snakeskin blues, I'm just a honky-tonk man. What's up, people? 
Mr. Old School, Alter Ego to the Mountie, here to let you know about a new podcast that I've been working on called Old School at the Movies. We talk all about the latest news and rumors, we review stats, we've got our own movie review of the week, predictions, contests, all that good stuff. Check us out at oldschoolmovies.net. Old School at the Movies, your one-stop shop for all your movie-related news. your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Oh my god, what's gonna happen? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Breaking down the week's news and rumors. The Spanish Announce Table. Hour number two of the Spanish Announce Table on the Trending Topics Network, trendingtopicsnetwork.com. Captain Awesome sitting here with you and... T-Mac, and we're going to start off with the 14th best wrestling show on TV. 14th best wrestling show, that is Impact Wrestling. All hands on deck, they show a promo of every member of the BFG because they're going to have this BFG gauntlet, that they keep calling it, uh, later on for 20 points in the Bound for Glory series. Big, big... Big time things, but it really kicks off with uh, Bully Ray promo comes out with teats and tits and the rest of aces and eights. Uh, For those who don't know, that's Tito Ortiz, <laughs> Tito Ortiz, and Brooke Tessmacher. <laughs> teats and tits, right? So he tells the group that they're the best brothers anyone could have. He starts kissing their ass. You guys, man, I know last week was harsh, but it's a little in the past now. And he starts hugging them, mm-hmm. hugging them. The crowd starts chanting, "Tito sucks," which he does. And Bully Ray responds with, "Hey, look, man, I know you're new to this, man. You don't suck." They're just jealous of you. Every girl in here, besides wanting to sleep with me, wants to sleep with you. I mean, just turns on the crowd. I wrote this. Bully Ray is the best crowd worker in the business today. Oh, easy. Even if you go to house shows, he works over a crowd in the house shows better than anyone. I mean, it's amazing. Night in, night out, he works a crowd into whatever he wants them to do. Yeah. Well, he tells Anderson that he's the best VP anybody could ever have, and I've got so much more love for you than I do for my actual brother, Devon, and he hugs Anderson. Anderson doesn't look very happy to do this. Nah. Uh-huh. He talks some smack on Hogan, and then they leave. What we get next is Mike Knox, or Nux, as they call him, Nuxy versus Chris Saban, right? Uh, and the fall from grace from Chris Saban. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? He was feuding with Bully Ray, and now he's being re- regulated to Nux. Nux, yeah. I mean, well, but I'm finally glad to see Nux in a match, for first of all. But. No, that's very true. Good for him, but I'm just saying, Chris Saban, world title picture. Here we go. We're going. Now mm-hmm. you're just the first. He's almost Dolph Ziggler-like, where it's like, you had all this great push. Here it is. Da, da, da. No, you're just the first match again. Well, this match is good. I mean, Nux is getting all his power moves in, kind of controlling, mm-hmm. but Chris Saban starts to get the better of him, and this is when Bully gives the hammer to Nux, but... Uh, Saban kind of counters, you know, avoids it. Uh-huh. Now, I like them in this match because it ends up in the middle. Middle of the ring. They're standing in between them, and they're both looking at it, and the ref's like, what the hell? What is this? Where did this come from? And they're both just kind of staring at it, and they both go for it at the same time. Yep. Saban gets it first and just nails him in the head with it, just knocks him out. Is that going to be Saban's, like, you know, Triple H has a sledgehammer? Uh-huh. Is it going to be Chris Saban and the hammer? Well, just wait. We get into this, right? But So, ref calls for the bell, knocks via DQ, and uh, 
I had a personal thought. Taz has been a lot better at the booth lately. Well, you know Man, what? You yeah. take a couple of weeks off, you refocus, you kind of – I bet he was burnt out. You know, yeah. I bet you he's been burnt out for about six months. Gets a couple of weeks away, realizes that WWE don't want his ass. Yeah. And so now he's yeah. back refocused and, you know, re-energized. Really good at putting over the heels lately. Doesn't come across as annoying as he used to. Mm-hmm. I'm liking it. Well – we get uh, what I call hot under the collar. Chris Saban and Velvet Sky are in the backstage in the hallway, and Saban is flipping out. Anger problems, which Taz would say, man, this guy's got anger issues because he was going crazy with the with the hammer and beating up people, you know? Well, he says, he's flipping out. He says, they're always bringing that hammer into play, man. And Velvet is trying desperately to calm down. I mean, she looks nervous, scared about his temper, you know? And he's screaming, that I should still be the world champion. I should still be the face of the company. And Velvet's like trying to reassure him, look, I, I know you don't need the hammer to win. And he's screaming, it's Bully that needs the hammer. It's not me. And he's screaming out, like just storming all over the place. And she's scared. And she's not the best actress in the world. She's damn hot. She is easy on the eyes. I put her on my television. I don't care. I'll yeah. deal with the bad acting. Mm-hmm. Easy on those. And he storms out, leaving her shook up and asking, what just happened? And he's scared, right? So I think this is the angle they're going to go with. He's going to start flipping out, going crazy, maybe have some anger problems. A la Chris Jericho. I think that's where he's going to go. The That's not fair. The This isn't right. And I think he'll probably go heel, but I think that's where it starts off is the yeah. Chris Jericho, nothing's nothing's going my way. You guys are all my, you know, stupid asses, you know, whatever. We'll get Mickey James. Cuts a great promo. They're in Cleveland. She's, hello, Cleveland, you know, on her British thing. And she's talking about she's going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame someday. She's playing up this. Hey guys, I'm so happy to be here. That mm. heel thing where everybody's mm. like, boo. And you're right. like, oh, yeah, man, this is the best. You can have me. And she says she's upset that she wasn't invited to the VMAs, but she says, who needs those when you have the MJAs? And she's got a little award. You yeah, know? something like a kid gets when playing T ball. <laughs> yeah. And she scolds the people and the media for their treatment of her dear friend, Miley Cyrus. And I thought, man, I much rather would have seen uh, Mickey James try to pull off the Miley Cyrus routine than mm. Miley Cyrus, yeah, yeah, yeah. than old Hannah Montana. But ODB comes out, and I, I commented that she's rocking a pink bandana and some jeans and cowboy boots, and she kind of looks like a fat Brett Michaels. I thought she was Brett right? Michaels. So, um, you know, I forget. They come out, and they start a fight, and Mickey... Uh, Here's the thing, yeah. Here's the thing that irritated me about this. They fight, then they stop, yeah, and then they talk, and then Mickey leaves. Well, I liked it that, I mean, they get she gets the better of her real quick, and ODB holds the belt up, and Mickey takes my shoulder back, like, you're not ever... You don't ever deserve this. I mean, she's like in her face, you know, right, I mean? like not backing down. But wouldn't ODB do her finisher or Well, something? ODB yeah. ripped off her tank top. Yeah. And so she's left wearing this like halter top bra kind of thing. Which she, her shirt was barely on yeah. anyhow. And she's telling yeah. her, oh, yeah, cover those bad boys up. You know, right. I don't know yeah. down there. So uh, it's working good, though. I'm liking this feud a little bit. I mean, I think you got some of the better workers that you're going to have. Oh, definitely, definitely. Now, well, we get Jay Bradley and Hernandez in the back. And Jeremy Borash asks, they're the only two men mathematically eliminated from the BFG. Even tonight. You win the 20 points, you're still not in the top four. You're mathematically eliminated, right? So what do you have to gain here? And Jay Bradley, he cuts a pretty decent promo. One of the better ones I've seen from him. He says, look, a certain organization paid me to handle some business tonight. He told Hernandez, look, I'm not opposed to being business partners. Think about it. And uh, Hernandez looks to be seriously considering whatever. whatever yeah, we'll get into, into the match. It, it it made me intrigued. It actually was like, hey, yeah, look. What's going to happen? Yeah, here, right? yeah, this could be something yeah. cool. But, of yeah. course, and it's the. Do they deliver? Yeah. 14th well, best show. So then we get uh, a cameraman's in the back, and, and he comes across Aces and Aces, and he's asking Nux what he thinks about his win. And Nux is holding a bag of ice in the back of his head while simultaneously destroying a sandwich. Yeah. I mean, he is, like, shoving it in his face, just the sandwich. And he's kind of laughing. He said, hey, I'm much, doing much better after a sandwich. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's like, 
And the cameraman even tells me, man, you got pieces of sandwich in your beard. And he says, oh, no, that's that's dessert. Yeah, that's You can't have a real meal without dessert, you know? Yeah. And, 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 I mean, they're all laughing. I thought this was a good spot. I like that they do this where it doesn't really have any storyline progression, but it, it helps maintain character. the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Character, character development. Right. Yep. Well, then we get the final match of the night here. It's the Royal Gauntlet is what I call it. Yeah, it's a Royal Rumble. It's yeah, not a gauntlet It's not match. a gauntlet in any stretch. It's literally... Some people in, two yep. people in, two minutes, another guy. And yeah. you're only eliminated by throwing out the top rope, right? But I get why they can't say Royal Rumble, right. but yeah. And they were smart. They put it in order of your standings. The lowest two going cool. first, right? Yep. So uh, Jay Bradley and Hernandez. And uh, Jay Bradley's telling him, think about the offer. You know, he goes, I, I got a lot of money coming to me. All I need to do is eliminate a certain somebody at a certain time. And he's like, I need your help, amigo. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, if you help me, I'll help your wallet grow, right? Yep. And Hernandez attacks him. Clearly, he says, no, nah, I ain't yeah. doing it. Well, so uh, Joseph Parks comes out. Uh, he's in the next guy. Um, and uh, let's see. Anderson's the next man out. Samoa Joe's the next guy. Anderson comes out. He's the next man out. He's coming out, walking down the aisle. We go to commercial. Yeah, I'm no. like, okay, we come back. It's been two minutes. Samoa Joe's the next man out. Yay, we go to commercial. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, right? I get the here's the T's stayed throughout the commercials because yeah. here they are. But I want to see him hit someone. Yeah. yeah. Well, AJ Styles comes out now. He gets the first elimination. He immediately clotheslines Joseph Parks out of the ring, flips over, holds on, a la mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels, comes back yep. in. Kazarian's the next guy out. Samoa Joe and Anderson going at it. Uh, Joe kicks the back of Anderson's head while he's sitting on the top rope, sending him out to the to the, mm-hmm. to the the floor, eliminated. And I smack his head on the back of the guardrail. I was a little worried with his yeah. concussion history. That yeah. I was like, oh, no. No, no. Well, we luckily, get, he's, hopefully he's okay. I yeah. have no reports, so. Well, he wrestles even. Well, he doesn't wrestle later, but he gets involved. So, yeah. Christopher Daniels out next. Uh, this gives the Extraordinary Gentleman's Organization a numbers advantage. They've got Kaz and Daniels in there. They attack AJ Styles first. Um, Kazarian even rushed to help Daniels as he was almost eliminated by Samoa Joe. So, they're working together. Right? Jeff Hardy's got next, and we go to commercial. Bobby <laughs> Bobby Roode comes out after the break, giving the gentlemen an even larger numbers advantage at this point. All three of them are in there. Jay Bradley goes to eliminate AJ, right? This is like this is this big moment. I gotta eliminate AJ out with the boom stick. Close on. And AJ counters and basically small packages Jay Bradley, but out of the ring. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a neat move. Yeah, and he eliminates him. One thing that I thought was cool is they're uh, well, Jay Bradley got eliminated, but was AJ the guy? Yeah. Well, okay, cool, but now what the hell? I don't know. And what, is there going to be a fallout? Well, no, because no. Yeah. Well, so be. we get Austin Aries out next. He comes in flying over the top rope, double clothesline to bad influence, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Last man in his Magnus, obviously. He comes into an entire ring full of guys sitting on their backs or their asses, right? And he gets this big spot, right? A lot of energy. Gets a good power spot in the middle on Daniels. Looking good, right? Well, then uh, Samoa Joe gets eliminated by Kazarian. Uh, they have Daniels and Rude with an assist. You know, he's holding down the Daniels holding down the rope. While Rude comes in the last second for a final shove, but pretty much looks like Kazarian did the major throwing mm-hmm. of, of things over. But uh, then Jeff Hardy's eliminated by Bobby Rude from behind as Hardy was attempting to eliminate Kazarian, right? So at this moment, I noticed this is where if I'd have been doing this, they didn't do this, right? But they need to focus. Jeff Hardy's out, right? So now, Jeff Hardy in the fourth spot, unless Magnus, Aries, or Bobby Rude's win this match, Jeff Hardy's bumped out, right? They didn't make no mention of this. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I would have had a camera always on Jeff Hardy, sweating yeah. it out, right? Yeah. Like, watching backstage, even, like... Or even he could be outside the ring, yeah. still being pushed away by refs, and then trying to grab yeah. someone. Or trying to, like, shove the guys back in that he needs to stay right, in something, yeah, yeah. Right? right? So, Kazarian's eliminated by AJ Styles in a springboard-like maneuver. Then Magnus is eliminated by Christopher Daniels from behind, as Magnus was about to, to eliminate Bobby Roode. So now, this again, this is where Jeff Hardy should be sweating things, right? 
put him just have him at least watch in the back like well but uh, focus on that but jeff hardy probably even the character jeff hardy probably didn't care you know what i mean on to his next drug yeah yeah, whatever well so then uh, we get aries eliminated by aj styles he's staying on the outside apron after nearly being eliminated by bobby Roode. so all that remains aj styles bobby Roode, christopher daniels right um Say those names again. AJ Styles, Bobby Roode, and Christopher Daniels. Now, who's been the backbone right, of TNA yeah. for the last yeah. 10 years? Yeah. This is the problem I wanted to point out about TNA. Here's your chance. Even though you know you have uh, this gauntlet, which was obviously made for AJ, you could have had Magnus. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. again, you go right back to the three or four guys that you trust, and you don't do anything else other than the things you think always work. Well, so uh, Bobby Roode gets eliminated. AJ lowers the ropes while being rushed by him. You know, classic thing. Yep. Uh, and this means Jeff Hardy's eliminated from the Final Four, right? Yep, but no mention, moment, right? No and mention. Then, so at this point, it's Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles. One of these two is going to take his place. These are the things they don't like. This is, should have been the running theme here, but it wasn't. I mean, we're down to these two, and one of these two is going to get the spot. And uh, so AJ dominates Daniels for a minute, right? And then Christopher Daniels eliminated by AJ after a clothesline over the top rope. AJ gets the twenty points, moving him into the Final Four. So the Final Four, as we stand now, AJ Styles in the lead with. With 49 points. Magnus, 39. Austin Aries at 35. Bobby Roode, 34. Mm. And they announced that AJ Styles, because we got no surrender coming up, so we're going to have the two Go ahead. You know, two versus, yep. you know, two singles matches. The winners face each other to move on. Uh, they announced AJ Styles is going to pick his opponent out of the remaining three. So uh, AJ Styles wins this thing. He eliminated well over half the people. He eliminated Joseph Parks, Jay Bradley, Kazarian, Austin Aries, Bobby Roode, Christopher Daniels. Anyone else that eliminated anybody was only one other person. Samoa Joe eliminated Anderson. Kazarian uh, eliminated Samoa Joe. Bobby Roode to Jeff Hardy. And Christopher Daniels eliminated Magnus. So this was clearly AJ Styles tonight. Yep. Yeah. So we're going to take a break there. But so far, so good. I mean, I'm liking it. it, was, it you don't see this a whole lot on free television, a big Royal Rumble-style match like <laughs> right. this. Right. But like you said, there was things that they overlooked that it's just attention to detail. That's all you need. Attention to detail. That's what makes your product better. That's what makes your character better. Paul Heyman dropping the IC title after Axel loses. Yeah, it's the little, little things, things yeah. that make you better. I wouldn't mind them doing this every year. The final Bound for Glory right. thing with a big up for grabs that could change the thing, but have that narrative of mm-hmm. how it could change it. Who's it, who's it at risk of it changing? Right. What you know what I mean? Like well, how and do I they would, feel about it? I wouldn't yeah. also if I'm like one of the top three. I know I can't be eliminated. As soon as I come in, I'd step in and. Have one of them just walk out and be like, "Yeah, smart. I'm I don't in. need to. Why am I going to hurt myself? Yeah, yeah. I've got matches coming up. Mm-hmm. Screw you. Unless, exactly. unless you were strategically trying to get one guy in, mm-hmm. they could have somebody do that. It's I'm gonna, a- I'm gonna get down to the final two with one guy that I think I can beat, and then I'm just gonna leave. Yes. Be like, All right, I'll see you at the. Yeah, I'll see you later. Yeah. And then if it's a heel, it makes it so much better because then they're really pissed. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we're going to come back. We're going to finish up Impact on our next segment Mm -hmm. of the Spanish Announce Table on the Trending Topics Network. Are you ready? Did you know we've moved? Our new home at TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Bringing you new content like Fight Show Live and the Spanish Announce Table. And the same shows that you've come to enjoy like Old School at the Movies, Pending Mobile Technology, and The Real News. Make sure you check us out every week. TrendingTopicsNetwork.com.
always a rush when you get put through the Spanish announce table. Can I tell you, I do that every time I stretch. <laughs> Anytime I stretch, that's how I end it. With, what a rush. <laughs> I've uh, done that since a little kid. Yeah, you don't have a whole lot of luck with the ladies, do you? <laughs> no, no, but you know what? It makes me smile. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's as long a good way as, to get them out of the house the right, next morning. Yeah, as long as long as this goes to bed happy, and I'm circling my face right yeah. now for those that have the enhanced radios. Yeah. As long as this goes to bed happy, that's all that matters. Oh uh, well, does it go to bed happy on Thursday nights after you watch Impact? No, God damn it, it doesn't. Well, we get Aces and Eights backstage, and Bully Ray's in the back telling Anderson he's disappointed with him, shaming him. Uh, he couldn't win and ask him what he's done lately for the club. And Anderson snaps, I've been busting my ass lately for this club. I went out there and laid it all on the line for the club. Bully says if he's willing to do what he did to Devon, why wouldn't he do the same to Anderson? He tells Anderson not to forget who he is and to fall in line. He says, never disappoint me again. And he walks off, leaving Anderson pissed. Taking all that goodwill that started off the show, taking it away. Yeah, gone. Well, then we get uh, AJ Styles in the back. He talks about how he's out of the top four. Now he's leading it. says he's a leader, a winner, and he will win the BFG series. Sure. Quick and easy. Well, then we get uh, Sting and Rampage. And here's the thing. Does it suck? Absolutely. But this is a thing probably where Rampage will look back and go, man, did you realize I got to do a promo with Sting? Yeah. And so that's probably cooler for him than it was for us. Actually, I guarantee that, but... It sucks. At least they brought up and they acknowledged Sting can't wrestle for the world title. This right. won't be for the world title. Attention to details. Right. It was very good. Right. Uh, Sting says, it's not about that for me anymore. I'm calm so much in the business. It just that night when, when he lost the bully for that, it helped him realize that he needs help. And now he has a family of killers. And he walks off and Rampage got this cheesy, stupid smile on his face. Like That's his real smile. Uh, yeah, 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 that's so. his real smile. Oh. Let's not let him really smile anymore. Well, we get Gunner and Storm versus Bischoff and Briscoe. Non-title tag team match. Gunner Fun and- fact, I forgot that they had the titles. Yeah. Well, Gunner and Storm come out first, but they're attacked from behind by Bischoff and Briscoe, right? Mm-hmm. They control most of the early part of this match, mm-hmm. focusing mostly on Storm. Uh, he eventually gets attacked to Gunner Clean's house, right? Yep. Now, uh, Bischoff and Briscoe regain control, and Bischoff uses a big chain around his arm. Clothesline Gunner from behind. Gets the pinfall. So we get Bischoff and Briscoe via a pinfall. Let's give the titles to them and actually make it a little bit more relevant. Absolutely. I yeah. hope they get the titles, break breaks up aces and eights, and then they do some fortune or some, you know, we have history in the business kind of storyline. It makes it relevant. Well, where those guys are in their career, tag team title runs perfect. Especially with tag teams in any division. Yeah. I mean, outside of Ring of Honor, which always has had a good tag team division... Yeah. You know, tag but teams aren't those two guys. They're they're fresh, but they've got potential just because of who they are. Right, right. They're going to have more chances than other people, so they can trial and error a little more than your average indie Definitely. wrestler coming in. And I'd like to see them. Hopefully, assuming Aces and Eights goes away in the next month or so, I'd like to see what they look After like Bound for glory. Yeah, yeah. I'd doing. like to see what they look like away from Aces and Eights. Yeah. All we've seen really is him with yeah, or both right them with Kurt Angle. They were with yeah, with yeah. Kurt Angle, and now they're. Ace and eight. So I'd like to yeah. see them away from that storyline. See what they can do. See their look. See their gimmick. Their music. All of that stuff. Yeah. Well, now we get the final four of the Bound for Glory series all in the ring together. Austin Aries, Magnus, and Bobby Roode stand in the ring with Jerry Borash, and he introduces AJ Styles so he can come out and pick his no surrender opponent. AJ stares down Austin and calls him the biggest blemish in his BFG run, and he needs to amend that. So we're gonna have Austin Aries versus AJ Styles and Magnus versus Bobby Roode for no surrender. All right. The winners will face each other to determine just who is bound for glory. I know. Uh-huh. This would be good. Um, I kind of wish, though, that would have been the end match, Aries and Styles. 
yeah, but I get why they didn't do it because if they would have done it, you know, with the, like AJ and Bobby, we would all say, well, the end's going to be AJ and Austin. So I think AJ's going to win that. Yeah. Aries is going to put him over. Magnus or Bobby Roode? I got Bobby Roode. I think Bobby Roode, too, because that sets up a better final match. And I think it'll be some way with Ego getting involved with Magnus, and mm. then maybe you do a main event mafia with <laughs> Ego kind of thing. You take you take uh, Joe and, uh, let's say, Joe and Sting, mm-hmm. and then they go with uh, Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. You know what I mean? They yeah, do a tag yeah, match later, yeah. and that's how you get them involved. Well, uh, Bobby Roode steps in. He says he loves when a plan comes together. He discusses the reason behind forming Ego and says this was the reason to get to the Final Four. And as far as he's concerned, he's facing the weakest link in Magnus. And Magnus says Roode seems to have forgotten that while he's got some new friends, he's got a family. Yeah. He says, I'm going to win the BFG. Which, as cheesy as that sounds, us saying it, it actually came across pretty well when he gave the promo. Yeah. Magnus fits that mafia-like role because he's... The accent helps. Yeah, the accent really helps. So he can be like, hey. Yeah, yeah. I'm hey, British. I'm British. British I'm going to tell you how this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my accent's horrible, probably, horrible British accent. <laughs> I can't do a British accent to save my life. Yeah, that's true. So I can't uh, uh, yeah. But it, it fit really well. Um, the thing that I thought was weird, though, is if they were, if it was meant for him to make it, what the hell with the other two? Wouldn't they be pissed? Or is this just another main event or uh, another Aces and Eights where it's all about bully and this was all about Bobby Roode? I didn't get that. Yeah, I don't. I think I mean it fits though because it's natural. That would feel right. You got these four guys that all got something to say. They're all gonna be like, "No, I'm gonna win this." Right, but I would have just been like, "I'm coming back to." I don't know. It felt weird that they said that, but anyhow, it it, it was good. It was good. Sting versus Bully Ray in that non-title match. Right, Bully Mm -hmm. comes out. Got teats and tits alongside him. Mm. Uh, he takes a mic after the pre-match introductions by Jeremy Borash. She reminds Sting this is a non-title match because I beat you at Slammiversary with that stipulation that you'll never wrestle for it again, right? Mm-hmm. He says, uh, screw you and screw your best friend Hogan. Q. Hogan. Oh, Hogan. He comes out with a mic. He bans Tito Ortiz from ringside. Says, has security to remove him even. But yeah, why not tits? Well, no, why not tits, yeah. Well, I mean, remove the tits. Why not the tits? Well, because it's fun to look at the tits. Yeah, that's true. Well, so uh, Hogan also changes this match to a no-disqualification match, right? So Sting gets the early jump. We go to commercial. We come back. Sting's beating Bully with a chair. I mean, just beating him down, right? But Bully manages to score a low blow. He takes the offensive. takes his turn with the chair. He's slamming him. Uh, Taz gives Bully a knife, and Bully starts cutting off the ring apron, mm-hmm. pulling back the mat, a la like he did back in uh, yep. whatever it was when that, with that stipulation. Exposes the bare wood, right? Now, uh, Sting fights back, gets a Scorpion Deathlock on, right? Love it. Uh, Bischoff, Briscoe, and Nux run in, start putting the boots at Sting. No disqualification match, right? Uh, Anderson stays on the outside looking on. Doesn't come in. He uh, says, nah. Yeah. Well, then we get Main Event Mafia comes out, and the big brawl begins, right? Everybody, blah, they all start fighting up the ramp. It leaves Sting and Bully, right? Now, Bully narrowly avoids a Stinger splash in the corner, allowing Bully to try for the pile driver on the exposed wood. Uh, Sting counters into a back body drop on that wood. Now... Goes for a Dorpian, a Scorpion, Dorpian. Goes for a Scorpion death drop on the exposed wood, but Bully grabs onto the ropes, and it sends Sting with the momentum flopping down on the thing, right? Uh, Bully misses with a big boot. Sting slaps on another Scorpion death lock. Anderson begins to hand Bully the hammer while he's in the Scorpion death lock, right? But he keeps it just out of reach. He's like, come on, Prez! Get it, Prez! Come on, get it! I'm here for you here! He won't let him get it. And then finally he throws it in the ring, but still out of reach. And Bully has to tap. Taps out to the Stinger. Stinger gets the uh, the win via submission, huh? Yeah. Huh? It was good. And then Anderson, <laughs> at the very end. Yeah, he grabs Mike and says, you couldn't do it on your own, huh, Press? 
huh? He starts slapping him around on the ground. Even he says, "Do you know who I am?" He says, "I'm the guy that's going to face you next week for your title, and I'm the guy that's going to be the new TNA World Heavyweight Champion from Green Bay, Wisconsin." Does Green, his whole shtick right? Green Bay still sucks, yeah, right? <laughs> Mister, the whole bit, right? Does the second yep. Anderson? And we go out with Taz saying Anderson's going to pay for that. He's dug his own grave. So. Next week, man, Anderson Bully Ray for the TNA title. Uh, the hope is is that this is the end of Aces and Eights. The fear is that it's the finger poke of doom, and we still get Aces and Eights, and everything's stupid. I think maybe we get Anderson leaving. I hope we get Anderson. We get the first defection that's still sticking around, right? Because we've had people leave. Right. We've had, uh, what's his name? Yep, that guy. Straight Edge Society dude. Mm-hmm. That guy. And uh, he's never got his name already. And then uh, Devon, but they're both gone. You don't yep. see them anymore. Well, I don't know. I, I kind of liked Impact this week, though. It's, it was it's better than usual. I'll say that. <laughs> I'm that sorry. They suck. It, like you just said, they don't pay. They don't pay. They don't pay attention to detail. It makes you frustrated. You, you, They're so bad to where it makes you think... You can do it. You know, when you see a WWE promo or a vignette, those are so good, I don't even want to attempt to make one. They're never going to be as good as that. But with the storyline writing from TNA, I go, well, hell, I could do that. And that's not what you want your fans to think, is that they can do it better than you. TNA. Hell, I could do that. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, well, we're going to come back after a break, and we're going to get into our Night of Champions picks. Ah? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to take back control of this competition, man. Don't when we come back, so. Spanish Announce Table, Trending Topics Network. When you get up, get up to date. Tiki Barber, Brandon Tierney, and Dana Jacobson. Dayton Moore, GM of the Kansas City Royals. This could be the Royals team that brings you back, I think. We feel like we're much improved, but uh, the division's much improved as well. It'll be an exciting year. Mornings 5 till 8, FM Sports Radio, 1025 The Fan. We are the kings of wrestling radio. And with that, I'm going to buy a Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Snap into a Slim Jim. Dig it. Yeah. Night of Champions coming up. Time for our pay-per-view picks. Let's just get right into it, man. The the pre-show, the kickoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got Tag Team Turmoil with the winners of the Tag Team Turmoil being the number one contenders for what I'm assuming after I've been reading around is going to be later in the in the night. Yeah, it's kind of confusing to see where it actually yeah. ends up. Not but 100% sure, but we'll book it just in case. Yeah, we'll yeah. book we'll book it. So, first two enter and then as one's eliminated, uh, another one comes in. Right. More of a gauntlet style, mm-hmm. but it's you know, gauntlets also are one person facing right. thing. So this is kind of a little bit different. But we have tons of funk, primetime players, real Americans, the Usos and 3 and B. Obviously, we won't know the order, so just I want from you let's, the pick of who wins. Right. Well, let's get rid of tons of funk, 3 and B. Uh, they're irrelevant. They will not win this. So you got the primetime players, Real Americans, and the Usos. Usos haven't been really featured since their tag uh-huh. team shot against the Shield, so they're out. So then you got the primetime players and the Real Americans. Real Americans, as, as I've said earlier, losing to everyone, it seems like. They get an occasional win yeah. over the Usos. 
that's not really relevant. Yeah. So it leaves the primetime players. Yeah. They've had the push. The face. They are the face ever since one of them's gay. Now they're getting all the yeah. publicity. So I've got primetime players defeating the real Americans and uh, by pinfall. By pinfall. I've got, uh, yeah, primetime players, definite pinfall. Um, yeah, it's got to be over the real Americans at the end there. I mean, that's irrelevant for our scoring, but mm. I think primetime players, pinfall, no run-ins here. There's no real run-ins to be had. Nope. So I think we're good on that one. Let's move on to what will be the tag team title match. So we're going to say Romans and, and uh, Reigns and Rollins. We're both going to say primetime players. Right. Either way. Uh, I got the Shield. Yeah, the Shield's going to win. And now, yeah. Method. I, I got I got a distraction and a big power move pinfall. I bet Seth Rollins. I'm gonna I'll pick Seth Rollins with the pinfall. Roman Reigns with the big clothesline or power bomb. I'm gonna say a DQ primetime players win it by DQ. Oh, uh-huh. so the title doesn't change hands. But the title you doesn't change hands. But I think they're gonna be DQ'd somehow. Maybe Ambrose helps or something along those lines, and uh, this kind of this furthers this storyline a little sense. bit. And it might even include some of the corporation thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yep. so that's where I'm gonna go with that one. So we're a little bit different there. I like that. Now we're gonna get into this U.S. title match, which uh, note. Dolph Ziggler versus Dean Ambrose for the WWE United States Championship is not on the WWE website at this moment. It was previously announced, but the website has taken it off their page since they announced it. So we'll book it just in case. Yeah, just in case. I've got Dean Ambrose. I got it in probably the match of the night, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, match of the night, uh, Dean Ambrose gets Dolph Ziggler distraction from the shield, you know, some type of grab the leg, grab the foot, something to distract Ziggler. Ziggler turns around. Ambrose gets him in that front DDT, which I don't know if that has a name yet. I haven't heard it, but that finisher that he yeah, does. I don't know, yeah. Uh, where it's like a headlock and he takes him forward. Yeah, I think uh, so. I heard somebody said that it should be called the Justice Driver. Well, that'd be cool. Yeah, because well, they're the Justice Driver. Right. Right but I got Dean Ambrose to retain the title over Dolph Ziggler in a great match, but unfortunately they bury Dolph Ziggler yet again. Mm-hmm. I say Dean Ambrose wins via pinfall after that finisher, like you said, but I think there's going to be a run-in with the shield. Yeah, I'm that saying that Ziggler, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you said that too, yeah. Okay. Uh, see, I just stopped listening to you. Right. Once you get about a couple of seconds in, I'm just going You know like, what? Uh, You're not the first person. I'm like, clearly my thoughts are more entertaining, so I you just know, need to tune this out. You know, a lot of people who listen to this show just kind of fast forward when they <laughs> yeah, hear my yeah. voice. I get yeah. it. I get we it. We should have like a the little, you know how they can do on some podcasts where you can just skip forward in parts, mm-hmm. and just I should be able to click ahead of every team max. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Well, Wouldn't so, blame you. So, yeah. So I Eeyore think, over here. So I think we're the same there. <laughs> I might not be catching up much ground. If, I know. But this is a long-term race. Right. Right, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, we're going to get after that, I mean, who knows the order, but we're going to get a WWE Divas title four-way. Huh? AJ Lee, Natalia, Brie, Bella, and Naomi. Okay, here's where I go upset. Okay. I have Brie Bella. Brie Bella. Brie Bella. I think the three of them will kind of take out AJ Lee, and then Brie Bella will go back to her heel tactics, somehow screwing over... Uh, Natalia and Brie Bella pins Natalia with AJ Lee taken out by, on the outside by, you know, one of the other Total Divas, Trinity or or her name's not Trinity, but it's uh, Naomi. Oh, no, the other one, the, Cameron. Cameron. Uh, I have um, I have the, the outside interference taking out AJ, leaving Brie Bella to go back to her heel tactics, winning the title over Natalia. That's what I, I got. That really sounds good, and I'm, I'm struggling whether to pick that or Natalia. 
Okay. I've got either Natalia or Brie Bella. So you think AJ loses the title as well? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. I See, uh, okay. I like that. I feel like that would be the easiest route to go to further the storyline. Yeah. I'm the best, you know? Uh, but she's going to have a rematch. Mm-hmm. I, I heard they want to include this in the in the Divas show. So Brie Bella. Yeah, Brie Bella would fit well. But so would Natalia. I mean, she hadn't held it. Has she ever held it? She held it for a little while. Yeah, she's one second. But she's been floundering, mm-hmm. and they're trying to increase her more. Mm-hmm. And what are you gonna do? I am gonna go with. If I don't go with Bella, though, I feel like taking Natalia is a toss-up too. I'm gonna change it all together. I'm gonna say AJ Lee retains. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna go with AJ Lee retains. <laughs> okay, I'm just pinfall? gonna go with pinfall. AJ Lee retains. Um, heel tactics, no mm-hmm. run in. Um, I oh, think. I hold think, on. I do have. I do have run-ins. I think the other girls, Oksana, right. Layla, uh, and, and Alicia Fox, do get involved somehow. This is where I think AJ Lee will get taken out by the total divas, yes. and then you see the the normal divas or whatever yes. get involved. But then I AJ's gonna, gone. I'm going to also book the run-in by the trio of divas. It helps AJ win pinfall. Oh, you have him helping. Keep, keep okay. the title. All, all right. right. All right. Fair enough. All right. We're going to move on. I think we can get these all in in this segment, man. We're going to get the whole pay-per-view in this segment. I like it. Handicap elimination match. CM Punk versus Curtis Axel and Paul Heyman. Okay. Here, I'm going to give you some ground because I'm going, you know how you said uh, SummerSlam, John Cena heel? Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. Here's my hope. And this is a hope. And so I'm probably wrong, uh-huh. but I don't care. This is what I have. CM Punk versus Curtis Axel and Paul Heyman. Yeah. CM Punk and Curtis Axel have an amazing match. Paul Heyman just stands on the outside, does not get involved. Right. Okay? CM Punk eventually overcomes Curtis Axel and eliminates him, mm-hmm. leaving Paul Heyman standing on the apron about to piss himself. Right? Yeah. He finally gets to get into the ring. CM Punk, right as he attacks him, goes towards Paul Heyman. Brock Lesnar's music hits. Comes back out destroys Punk. Curtis Axel then gets back up. Both of them double teaming him. Paul Heyman gets his licks in. Paul Heyman gets the pin on CM Punk. Mm. Now, Brock Lesnar probably will not come, but that's my hope. I I think you're right because I think they might want to continue this feud longer, although I, they're running out of stuff to do with it. Not with those two. But, and the whole thing is, yeah. Punk, those two What are you s- going to do with them? Because I think they're going to keep the corporation angle, and Punk's got nowhere to fit into that right now. Right. And there's nothing else so to Paul do. So Paul Heyman has to pin CM Punk. So I think, yeah, CM Punk pins Curtis Axel. No, hold, hold on. Because so, this is what I'm confused about. It's a it's elimination time. Right. Okay, so then. He could pin either one first. Okay. But Heyman's not getting in the ring right. until he has so to. So I'm sorry. Let me change that a little bit. CM Punk pins Curtis Axel. Right. I thought that's what you said. Yeah, I thought I I I, yeah. I was saying is that he just eliminates him like yeah, just yeah, throws yeah. him no, over no, the rope yeah, and no, he's out. Gotta, yeah. But as Paul Heyman goes into the ring, that's where Brock Lesnar comes in. Right. Paul Heyman pins uh Punk. I say Punk pins Axel, uh eliminates him. He starts fighting Heyman, he's working him around. Axel gets involved. We'll count that as a run in after this point. Mm-hmm. Um we'll count that as my run in. They get the better of him somehow and pin CM Punk. So we're similar, but I don't think Brock's involved. I'm using Curtis Axel. Right. You're using the both of them. Yep. All right. Yeah, we're still pretty close. Mm-hmm. World title match, Alberto Del Rio versus Rob Van Dam. Okay, pretty simple uh, guess here. Uh, towards the end of the match, Ricardo Rodriguez turns on RVD, throws something. The little bucket maybe makes an appearance. 
throws something in his face, Rob Van Dam, that is. Mm-hmm. Rob Van Dam out of commission, gets the arm bar, submission victory by Alberto Del Rio. Ricardo Rodriguez turns on Rob Van Dam, rejoins Alberto. At the very end, he'll go, and you're and still your heavyweight champion, and then he'll do the Alberto Del Rio. That's what I got. I think we're going to get uh, Rob Van Dam in a pinfall over Alberto Del Rio to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Now, see, this is where one of us is going to make up some ground. Either I'm going to further my lead or you're I think my, you're right. You're going to but I, I, I really think, like, my theory behind this is, and this is a shot in the dark, mm-hmm. but again, I'm hoping, reaching for some points here, that um, they're kind of tired of ADR holding this belt. He's I'm really, really there's tired really of no it. one else for him to go for. Mm-hmm. Rob Van Dam can help a heel at this point maybe get over for a little bit and maybe tie these two up for a little bit too uh in the rematch clause mm-hmm. for a little bit just stall some time ha- let rob van dam have a little run again build him up a little bit because it's not too long before they've got a flip van dam heel and a paul Heyman situation you the, oh, eventually i think down the line. that's good i think they're going to use this up he returned you get your face pop so mm-hmm. your merch mm-hmm. but the time is not long on rob van dam's side here okay and so eventually they're going to use him for that so i think I hope they do. That'd be a great idea. I think, I think as a matter of fact, I'll count a run-in for uh, Ricardo. Um, I'm going to say he tries to help Del Rio and in the end screws up a little bit, right? Maybe he helps him at first, but Rob Van Dam still gets the better of it. Okay. Right? And that continues their storyline. I'll bet you Del Rio and Ricardo there. There's still some tension, but they're together. Mm-hmm. There's a plan the whole time. Mm-hmm. He screwed it up. He's still on Ricardo. Maybe, you know, continue that for a little bit. That's where I'm going to go with that. And I'm probably wrong. Then we get the big, big match. The WWE title match. The face of the WWE, Randy Orton, versus the yes man, Daniel Bryan. What okay. you got? What you got? What you got? What you got? Okay, this is what I got. I got Randy Orton. Uh-huh. Pinfall. Pinfall. No. I'm wrong. Okay. I've got... Let me see how I phrase this. I've got Daniel Bryan wins via DQ... So Randy Orton retains his belt. Shield runs in, right? But here it is. Big Show comes out, snaps, costing Daniel Bryan the title. Doesn't do a heel turn, but does the, I was trying to help you out, but costs him the title. So I've got Shield run in. I've got Big Show run in. Big Show snaps, gets... uh, I guess, yeah, gets Daniel Bryan. So it gets Daniel Bryan DQ'd. Randy Orton yeah. wins by DQ, keeps the belt. I'm going to go a little differently. Okay. Shield's going to come out. Yep. Big Show's going to come out to make the save. Mm-hmm. Heel turn, knocks out Daniel Bryan. I think this is going to be the start of the heel turn, but I think at the end of the night, Big Show's going to go, yeah. I wasn't trying. I, I bet know. you he cries. There you go. Yeah. That's my big prediction. He cries. I, you might be right here, too, but I think I'm just going to go full on heel okay. because I think if he does help him and doesn't get the better of it, then he's got to face being fired so maybe i mean yeah, maybe you're right but i'm gonna go with the heel turn there just again trying to make because then but, i think on monday night raw going a little bit farther mm-hmm. he does snap and triple h what are you doing this isn't uh you know good for business and then big show goes you know yeah. what and i'm paraphrasing okay i'll join you yeah and then he joins the corporation okay, so i think daniel bryan dq right uh still allowing for this feud to continue obviously mm-hmm. he needs another rematch yep but uh yeah so. Triple threat at the next pay-per-view. Daniel mm. Bryan, Big mm. Show, Randy Orton. Mm. 
So there you go. So that is it. That's our picks, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chambers, we're going to come back. We're going to do uh, an email and maybe get into some final thoughts when we come back. Spanish announce table, trendingtopicsnetwork.com. Wrestling fans, are you scouring the internet looking for places to buy your favorite wrestling-related merchandise? Well, look no further, because you can find all the wrestling merchandise you could ever need at shoppershideout.com. That's S-H-O-P-P-E-R-S-H-I-D-E-O-U-T.com. Shoppershideout.com. At shoppershideout.com, you can find WWE and TNA replica belts, replica masks, life-size cardboard stand-ups of your favorite superstars and or wrestlers, t-shirts, pants, action figures, buttons, pendants, bracelets, and so much more. From superstars like CM Punk, Randy Orton, Triple H, The Undertaker, Chris Jericho, Edge, John Cena, Rey Mysterio, and many, many more. So what are you waiting for? Don't walk around town wearing an Ed Hardy t-shirt. Log on to shoppershideout.com and buy yourself a Jeff Hardy t-shirt. And while you're there, get a replica of the WWE Raw Spinning Championship belt and wear that too. And then I can promise you that everyone you meet will be talking about you. And it's all because you shopped at shoppershideout.com, your source for everything wrestling. Shoppershideout.com. Yeah, the Spanish announce table. It is clobbering time. I like that you picked. Well, that's not his music. Well, that's what he said when he, <laughs> yeah, when he uh, drew the circle on the, you know, right. when, when Paul Heyman did. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. But I like that you picked that because that's yeah. my big surprise of uh, Night of Champions. Ah, so what do we want to do first, man? Final thoughts, questions. Let's do a question the, first from the email. Email tableshow at gmail dot com. Make keep sure them coming, email. please. I swear to God, my threat still stands. You remember my threat, right? Yes, I do. My threat is I'm going to come to your house. I'm going to drink all your beer. I'm going to ogle your wife. I'm going to eat all your food unless you send us an email. And I know where each and every one of you live. I know where the eight of you live. Take this threat seriously. Threats? Yeah, threats. I mean it. (laughs) Threats? You're damn right, threats. I'm I'm, I'm laying down threats. Threats? Yeah, threats. Right? Can I tell you one thing really quick? Yeah. Every show is just a little bit better. When we get <laughs> Scott, Scott Steiner, Steiner in there. Yeah. yeah. So heed. And he's going to. my threats. Seriously. Or he'll kick your fat or ass. He will kick your fat asses. Fat asses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's angry. Yeah. I'm going to be small Joe. Worse than I've ever been before. So uh, <laughs> the email bag. This one comes from a guy named Cataclysmic. Whoa. Cataclysmic. Watch out. Uh-huh. He says, so. With the introduction of Los Matadores impending, do you think they can replace Tons of Funk as the happy-go-lucky team for all the kids in the WWE universe? I hope, Cataclysmic does, that they do replace Tons of Funk and Tensai and Brodus can go off on their own with new gimmicks. I want Brodus to go back as the ruthless monster. What do you guys think? Loving the show. Keep it up. W-I-R is Cata. I don't think they replace tons of funk. Uh, what they lack so far. Now I haven't heard their uh, their entrance music and their I haven't seen their entrance. But you have the Funkadactyls, which are still total divas, so you have to keep them involved. And you also have to have someone, somebody come on, right, and all that stupid crap. The only thing I could see them 
out doing as far as kid-friendly stuff is I bet you they sell the little red WWE uh, uh, capes or whatever the matadors use, you know, for the bulls. I bet you they, they sell a ton of those at the at the shows. So they'll probably get a great merchandise kick on that. But outside of that, they'll get a I think they'll get a good quick push with the Real Americans, and then from there, they just go back to floundering on main event. Tag team squalor. Right. Point, yeah. yeah, there'll be 3MB matches, and that's about it. I kind of like I, – I would hope that somebody could take that role from Tons of Funk, though, and we can't get what he said. I mean, get, get Brodus off his But you can't because of the Funkadactyls and their total divas. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they have no purpose then at that they point. They have nothing to go so off of. So we're stuck with that for a while. We're stuck with that for probably three years. Ah, well, anyway, thanks, Cataclysmic Man, the email. We love these emails. Yes. Keep them coming. Table show at gmail.com. And all subjects, too. I really yeah. like – you know, random. Hey, yeah, well, who's your favorite gimmick? And now I'm asking about uh, Los, yeah. Los Matadors. I like all of it. Look, Keep we don't want to plan for the show, so you get the email in, right? Unless you want to see my ugly ass face at your house, right? Get it in. Yeah, start emailing right now. I know you're on your phone. Yeah, email me. Start typing right do now. It now, to- if you gotta pause the show, mm-hmm. smarten up a little bit and learn to do two things at once. Damn it, and send me a damn email. Be a man. Yes, or or a woman if you're listening. Yeah, I'm a bet man. Yeah. <laughs> final right. thoughts. You had a big final thought you wanted to get out of yes. here, Yes. Here's my thing. Well, hold on. Uh, never mind. I'm kidding. Um, here's <laughs> – I was I was confused for a second. I forgot that uh, – about uh, one thing. Anyhow, uh, here's my final thought. Like I said, I don't prepare for this show. You never know what you're going to get with me. Yeah. Uh, We're aware. Dolph Ziggler and the fading star that once was. He was on. Fall from grace. He was such on a meteoric rise, just like Daniel Bryan. You could legitimately have, if done properly, Night of Champions, you could have Dolph Ziggler versus Daniel Bryan. That could literally be a main event on any pay per view right freaking now. Although. For some stupid reason, now we have Dolph Ziggler not even getting his entrance in, and he's sitting there jobbing out to Bray Wyatt, who I love Bray Wyatt. Nothing against Bray Wyatt. Even I think a great storyline with Bray Wyatt and Dolph Ziggler would be amazing for both guys. However, now we're having Dolph Ziggler in the Antonio Cesaro role, just jobbing out to anyone. And these guys, even Antonio Cesaro, are way too good for where they're at. Now, do I believe there needs to be jobbers in WWE on television? Yes. Yeah. Because that helps out the talent work better matches. Right, of course, yeah. I mean, you always have to have a loser on there. formula. It's a, it's a right. successful formula. Exactly. So, do I think that you have to have jobbers? Yes. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it should not be Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, it shouldn't be consistently he, jobbing. Doing the job, different story. Right. Jobbing. And he already went yeah. through this. Remember before his title run, uh, when he had the money in the bank, he was losing to everybody. Yeah. I think what's happened is he's gotten to a power struggle with somebody. And even if somebody was a little more loudmouth, like like Punk gets off, right. they'll let him slide because he's been there, done that, proven himself. I think Dolph Ziggler maybe got too ahead of himself, thought, yeah. hey, I can do this now. Right. And they were like, no, you can't. And he was like, screw yeah, I can. What are you going to do about it? And they're like, Oh. We will show you it's what just, we will do about it. Yeah, so either work in this real heat onto the storyline to make me want to see Dolph Ziggler more, because he's my favorite wrestler to watch, right? or give him something else. Let him go. If you're yeah. going to do this, let him go. Let him go to TNA and make him prove himself. 
You know? I, yeah. It's just, he's so good on the mic. Uh, he's great on Twitter. He's probably the best seller yeah. of this generation. I heard, and he's a great wrestler. Real quick, though, I heard this on the Impact Players mm-hmm. on Blog Talk Radio. Check out that, uh, or theimpactplayers.net. Great podcast, uh, Wrestling Centered. And they discussed people and going to TNA. And they said, uh, if you notice, WWE has not made any waves of cuts for a long time. And they said, if TNA were to close their doors tomorrow, absolutely, you'd see them cut a bunch of these people all of a sudden. JTGs, this and that. Yeah. Like, for the time being, they're just sending people back down to NXT. They're buying their time. They're holding on to the talent. They yeah. know we can really screw over TNA by making sure they don't have anybody they can. Right. You know what I mean? So right now, I don't even think there's going to be any of that. There's no go out and prove yourself. No, you're here. You're stuck. You're going to toe the line or you're going to have no career because we're just going to put you down in NXT or something. Well, and like. they even do that with Dolph Ziggler. They put him down in NXT and made him wrestle some barbarian Taz-looking right. guy. Yeah, yeah. I forget yeah. the guy's name, but Rusev or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. With the and, wood, right? Yeah. Chopping the wood, whatever. Uh-huh. Stupid, stupid. <laughs> um, Paul, but, yeah. Say something stupid. Well, yeah, do something stupid yeah. in this case. But Dolph Ziggler is oh. way. Say something stupid. Exactly. Yeah. It's just he's way too good for his status because he's main event level but now they're regulating him to like first first match cramp yeah so that's my final thought Dolph Ziggler needs to take the ball run with it and make it cut a cut a pipe bomb promo to get yourself back to where it was to where you had the biggest pop of the year when you cashed in money in the bank the only thing that comes to mind for me for final thoughts this week was that I kind of enjoyed impact more than the other shows this week it uh, it kind Calm of bewildered me. Not hey, listen, Calm down. And it's and and I'll tell you why it is. It's simply because WWE is in uh, go home show mode, right? And it's for a pay per view right after a big one. So yeah. it's already kind of like this. Obviously, is going to not be your most star studded moment as far so, as pay per views. Right. So for this week, are you putting Impact ahead of King Kong Bundy matches on YouTube? Uh, I don't know, man. I like a good <laughs> King Kong Bundy match. <laughs> Right, Very I true. just thought Impact did a good job this week with the storyline progressions, mm-hmm. the Anderson angle, yes, the match, the the BFG twenty points thing. Uh, they could have done better on that, but I like how it came off. The matches really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've added in new wrinkles, and I like the top four better with Jeff Hardy out and AJ Styles in. Mm-hmm. So that helps. We're going to get some good matches. I I, I found myself um, more as I'm doing these and taking notes. Like it felt more like, hey, I'm really interested than more of I'm watching because I always do. With Impact versus the other ones. Okay. That was my thing. All right. But that's it. But hey, man, this was another great episode. This is what, episode eight? Yes, I it think, is. Man? I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up, man. What do you think, man? I like it. I um, I want some emails. We've been getting them. Keep them coming. Don't disappoint me. I don't like preparing. Don't disappoint me. Get me those emails or me and Scott Steiner are showing up at your door. Well, I don't want to say that because then people just aren't going to send us emails. Right. It's just going to be me. <laughs> With some maybe with some Scott Steiner clips. There you go. You know Badasses. I mean? Badasses. Yeah. I'm gonna just talk like Scott Steiner. There you go. There you go. So <laughs> no one wants that. Table show at gmail.com. Get us at table show on Twitter. On your Twitter machine. Uh <laughs> Facebook, the Spanish Announce Table Podcast on there. Uh Jesus, man. I'm at go. the awesome voice. You're at Titan T Mac. I am. And this was the week that was wrestling, man. I it was, like it. It was all right. Let's take it home. We'll take it home and We'll see you next week for episode niner of the Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network. Later.